some of them. You're wasting all your time and money on models. Paint what you have. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Model Club TV, episode 77. As always, my lovely co-host, Scott Johansson. How are you, sir? Gonna put some lipstick on if I'm lovely. Oh man. Oh. So David Horvath is on the show today, everybody. We have a great guest, David Horvath, nostalgic resin productions, some cool stuff going on. Uh, but it took us 45 minutes for Scott to get back into the Zoom meeting because he screwed it up because he was playing with filters like a teenage girl, putting lipstick on and eyebrows. And yeah, good times. And I was pretty. You were for once in your life. Yes, you were. <laughs> How are you otherwise, sir? Great. Your mom likes when I put lipstick on. So it's. Wait a minute. We're two minutes and 14 seconds in and you're already dropping that crap. All right. Great. <laughs> well, because I know they probably watched the beginning. So I'm going to. So when she comes to you. You know, uh. Mrs. Walker, just so you know, your son started this little war with me, and until he calls a truce, okay? I'm never calling a truce. Yes, you are, because she's going to make you. No, she won't. No, she won't. No. Uh, how are you, though? You good? What are we Great. here to celebrate, Scott? What was yesterday? We're recording this on uh, August 24th. What was the 23rd? Uh, 23rd was the first day of the Virgo um, horoscope. Happy birthday, Scott Johansson, to yes. my lovely partner in crime. Did you have a good day? The big 6-0. Six -0. Six -0. Yeah. What'd you do special? Anything? Uh, yeah, I stayed in the fucking house. <laughs> it's for those of you that don't know, we're going through a little bit of a heat wave here. Dude, yeah. It's and it's a hundred degrees with high humidity, heat index of what, a hundred feels like 115 mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. And I walked out of the door yesterday morning and I was like, oh my God, it was stifling. It was so nasty yeah. out. And now that you're like senior citizen level, like, yeah, you got to stay out of the heat. You could just. So like, I, um, I did go out. I did a few things, um, in the, like I had to fill a hole that the dog dug and do things out in the yard. But I mean, I was in, in like 10 minutes and I was like, yeah, okay, I'm done. You know, and, uh, <laughs> Did they get you a cake? What what happened at the house? Party? What anything? No, no, nothing. 60's uh, a big uh, one. Come on. We went uh went out to dinner the day before with my one stepdaughter and her husband. And, okay, I I need uh, to know this because I know your your food habits. When you guys go out to dinner for your 60th birthday, where did you go? Wonder Burger in Mount hey. Greenwood. All right. And I'd been there once before, but that was before they moved it. Uh-huh. So they moved it now, and it's like an art gallery, too, I guess. I don't know. Okay. But it was good. It was All good. right. And then I had a chocolate sundae with a candle in it and a uh, milkshake to go. Did the restaurant come out and sing, or was this a lonely no, sing to yourself? No, I asked them not to do the singing. <laughs> they would have, but no. And um, so I had the burger and the fries and the two sodas and the sundae and drank the milkshake on the way home and came home, sat in the chair, and went, and <laughs> You know, that was it for the night. So uh That's awesome. Well, but, I'm glad um, you're still here at sixty. This is uh was kind of you know, I was I think the last person to leave a comment on your Facebook page, so it stayed right below your final. Uh mm -hmm. but 
I wanted to celebrate here with you today. So happy birthday. I love you. Happy birthday. But I was thinking today. That you didn't get me a gift? Yeah, I was thinking that too. You didn't give me one for my birthday. Your birthdays are insignificant. You're not even 50 yet. Oh, so birthdays are insignificant until you're 50? Is that what you're saying? Yes. Or just my birthdays are insignificant. Well, no. Yeah, that too. But I mean, <laughs> you know, you were born on Halloween. You get a lot of candy. What do I get? I get nothing. Okay. When I was a kid and, and my birthday was coming up, I knew fucking school was going to start soon. All right. <laughs> That is, and yeah, I, that's pretty bad. That's dead. That's, uh, that's school is going to start soon. So, oh, that's terrible. But I, I was thinking, I don't think you, you know, I always ask you how you're doing. And I've never actually, I don't think I need to go back and look at the episodes. I don't think mm-hmm. you have ever actually asked me how I'm doing. I just automatically say how I'm doing. Yeah, well, because I don't really care. <laughs> no, <it's> like, <laughs> all right, good. Thanks for confirming it. <laughs> that's, that's, that's kind of. Who cares? Yeah. Who cares how uh-huh. you're doing? <laughs> Sitting there with your tumbleweed beard yeah, uh-huh, and uh-huh. right. black shirts. I knew that's what it was. All right. Dude, I found... Okay. Can I talk about black shirts for a while? Oh, so, please. You brought people it up. will be riveted talking they will. about your black shirt. So, just so everyone knows, I, I wear black clothes most of the time. <laughs> I have probably 20 of the exact same long sleeve black t-shirt, and I had probably 30 of the same exact short sleeve back black t-shirt, but they're all getting kind of long in the, like they're not really good anymore. They're starting to be need to be thrown out. So I would, I used to get those at old Navy. I don't like the fit that they have now. The shirts have changed. And so I took a chance on this new bag of six black t-shirts from Amazon. There's Gildan Gildan shirt. They're perfect. There's no tag. It's printed on the back. So I got my first six. I'm on my way to adding another 20 to the collection to fill the top drawer of plain black t-shirts because I wear the exact same thing every day to school. Like and the kids must think Mr. Walker wears the same clothes every day, but it's a different same black t-shirt <laughs> every day. So I'm happy. I'm excited for black t-shirts. This is one of them. New. Yeah, you know, most people outgrow the goth thing in their twenties. It's not a goth thing. It's I feel comfortable in it. I don't. Because and that's why I like to wear long sleeves. Your beard too. shows up on the black T-shirt. It does, but that's not why. I'm telling you, I just feel. I uh, I don't know. I, I need to wear darker colors because I'm always spilling on myself now. That's okay. number one reason why. Spitting up and you know. Whatever. That's why I wear dark clothes. They can hide stains a little better, unless they're white. But, um. Um. Yeah, that's great. So, are you going to ask me how I am? How are you? I'm great. Thanks for asking for the first time ever. Actually, I'm not. I'm like, I... You see, this is why I don't ask, because you go into this whole fucking... (laughs) I just want to say, after going back and editing the last episode, I sounded terrible. And I want to apologize for how crappy I sounded, because I was not feeling well. I was hopped up on DayQuil to actually get that to happen. And I was sick for a while and I'm still kind of, eh, my knees blown out. I got to go to a doctor's point. It's, it's a mess. And I have some bad news. I just want to say this has been a hard week, uh, with mental stuff for me with work stuff and kids that I've known. I had a student who was, uh, who was murdered that I used to have from kindergarten through, uh, eighth grade. I knew this kid and he was 18. And 
Um, if you could just, you know, reach out to kids, give them a model, find them something to do other than screw around at 2.30 in the morning. I, I think models are a great way because if you're addicted to models, you're not spending your money on stuff that's going to get you in trouble most of the time. So, you know, look for those kids that need a little extra help, a uh, little extra guidance. And then, you know, buy them a model. Show them what you're is doing. This, this is not the first time, is it? No, no, it's not. Okay. Is, uh, I, I, I was not sure. But yeah. I seem to remember there were. And even I was talking to Brian about it because Brian's a teacher too, and he's had it happen as well. So it's it's something that's kind of common in the kind of schools that we're in. And it, it just, when it does happen, it's like, and this is a kid that I really, I like this kid. And I'm, I'm sad that he took a turn. So, or didn't, or was with the wrong kids or like, didn't listen to me. I remember specifically telling them, dude, be good, make good choices. And, you know, so look out for those kids, help them out, buy them a model, do something and do some time. And today, as we're going live, Bray Wyatt dies and Terry Funk died yesterday. So if you're a wrestling Bray fan, Wyatt is. Dude, Bray Wyatt's a newer wrestler and, and he's kind of been out for a while. So I'm kind of hoping it's not a really sad story. Um, but Terry Funk was old, one of the great legends. Terry Funk passed away yesterday. Um, it's been a weird week, man. So, Did Terry Funk have a nickname at one point? Uh, what was it? No, it was always just, I always knew him as Terry. He was one of the like original extreme hardcore wrestlers, like would get the shit kicked out of him and the barbed wire stuff and the crazy, like bleeding, like I mean, I hardcore remember, guys. You know, for those three weeks that I watched wrestling. <laughs> Um, I I do remember the name, but you know, so I know he's old timer. Yeah. Man, it, it's what a week. Anyway, I should have a show like Piper's Pit. I, you should I just we, have people on that I just hit <laughs> and set up, get beat up and stuff. Dude, Piper's Pit was so good, so good, so good. Who was the guy? Was it uh, Jimmy Superfly that they yeah. smashed yep. bananas in his face or whatever? <laughs> and it's like he's. Right. Yeah, stuff you could never get away with. <laughs> oh, hell I know no. exactly. I'll find a picture of still of that and throw it up. Um, uh, for people, this is Model Club TV. We talk about model kits. It's normally not this weird in the beginning. Actually, it usually is. Uh, like, subscribe, all that stuff. Please do that. Our email. Let's make sure I'm on the right place. Our email for the show is yeah. modelclubtv at gmail.com. What'd you say? No, I was so yawning. TV at gmail.com. Talk of your health bores me. <laughs> I know it does. You're, and I didn't even go into my health. Like, I'm such a terrible person. You are. Yeah, so, I mean, that's the thing. You don't want to talk about it, so why, why ask? <laughs> the voicemail number, 708-816-4299. We have two voicemails today, and one of them is the return of you-know-who. We'll get there when we get there. But oh man. <laughs> Dude. All right. Also, down below, Discord. Join the Discord channel. Scott, how's Discord been doing this past week? Oh, Discord. We had a lively I, discussion. That's what Discord. I'm hearing. Um about 3D printing and garage kits. And it was it was actually, you know, I mean, it was we were busting ass, but it was, you know, but it's an interesting subject. Okay. That's yeah, I, I was at uh Mask Fest, and I'm gonna have a video coming out. I did. I shot a video for Mask Fest, a walkthrough of that. Uh, so it's great but, to see people. Nobody was really mad or anything. It was just, you know. All right. 
Good. Uh, oh, if you want our model kit for free, it's going to be down. You can download the links, print it yourself. If you want one, get a hold of me. I, there's two sizes. One is uh, $30. is a bigger one, one six scale. Close to one six. It's not really one six. Uh, is 55. So I can get those out to you. We did. I did send out a few of those this past week. No. Also, real quick uh, bookkeeping. You got, what do you got? What are you grabbing? Go ahead. No, what are you ahead. showing? What are you doing? Go ahead. You're making me nervous. Bookkeeping, go ahead. I don't Whatever. like when you surprise me with things. I'm not going to surprise you with <laughs> okay. anything. Uh, for those of you who were in the Mark's Head contest, I did get all of the creature, the consolation prizes printed. So those are boxed up. I'm starting to start shipping those. And for people who want to know what they're getting, it's this. And it's over on my mini factory. I'll put a link to it. I do not have the rights to sell it. That's why I'm giving it away. Um, but that's what you'll be getting is this kind of caricature creature bust in the mail. I wouldn't uh, mind getting those. I, I have an extra for you, sir. Since you say okay. I never Maybe give you can you put anything. it in that box with all the other shit you haven't brought to me yet. Okay. Jag. <laughs> so that's coming. And then one other bookkeeping thing, I think that. Oh. Dirty Down. There's a Dirty Down Rust video coming. I promise for the Yellow Rust. There's a couple other little videos coming. The unboxing for Horvat's kit is coming. Going back to work has kicked my ass, and being sick has kicked my ass. And Scott, how's it? That's been, my next question for you. How's it going so, with the uh, sales? So, uh, a couple people are sending Jason emails, which which is fine. You can't help forward them to me. Um, sales are going okay uh, right now. There's just a list. I have a couple printed downstairs. I just been procrastinating, so that's on me. But if you're on the list, typical, I'm going to be typical, to you. typical. Um, I do have a list. I'm going to be getting to you, and uh, we're going to start getting these out um, probably in a couple weeks because um, I got some stuff going on in the next two weeks here, so or in the next week. So if um, people aren't on, if people aren't on Facebook, what should they do to to get a hold of you when they see it on this show? Continue uh, to email me and have it forwarded. Email, model email the show email. and we'll it. Okay. Yeah. And, um, or yeah, find me on Facebook or whatever. There so. it is. There's the email again. Modelclubtv at gmail.com. I'll get it over to Scott. And so while we're talking about mail. Oh yeah. Let's get that out of the way. As you all know, <laughs> um, you know, and I've discussed it, you know, I've been getting all these Bigfoot mails. And again, I have nothing to do with this. There I promise. Go. Okay. <laughs> I promise. So, the other day, this shows up on my porch. Okay. Let's see what that says there. What does it say? It's hard oh, to it read. It doesn't say anything. It's just trees. Oh, okay. so oh. I, <laughs> I thought those were letters. Got a Bigfoot on that side. Okay. And the Where's it from? Address, Where did it come from? The, the return address is Harry, H-A-R-Y, Henderson, Believers.org. Okay. Now, I don't know who's really sending this, but you need to go to school the way you spell believers. 459, blah, 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 blah. Yellowstone National Park. Is that a real thing? Did you look it up? I I didn't look up because they spelled believers. B-I-E-L-I-E-V-E-R. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We're doing that again. Harry Henderson. Henderson. Oh, I don't think that's real. Harry Henderson. Okay. Believers.org, but they spelled I, believers wrong. Spell it. 
The way they spelled it, the way yeah, it should no, be spelled. The way they spelled it. B i e l i e v e r s dot org. No, it doesn't. <laughs> and anyway, uh, return address: Yellowstone National Park, Wyoming eight two one nine zero. And it does say from 82190. So um, maybe this really got shipped. Dude, this is a long con of long cons. I'm loving every second of this. <laughs> Yellowstone. And so what they did is they sent this Bigfoot model that's 3D printed by someone that knows how, I might add. Okay. <laughs> and... But now the interesting part of this. Okay. Hold on, I gotta dig it out. Okay. The interesting part of this, and, and this is just another clue we're working on. Okay, and I don't know if you can make that out, but they took Wells Scott Johansson head and incorporated it into this bionic Bigfoot file. Okay. <laughs> oh dude, that's awesome. Oh my so, God, uh, that is awesome. So, all right. Curiouser and curiouser. I just, you know, you got to build and paint that. You got to play, you got to build and paint it. No, Paul wants it. I'm going to send it to Paul. Paul wants it. I'm going to send it to Paul. Although he's probably responsible for it. <laughs> You're going to send it back to Paul, probably. Um, but yeah, I'll get it back. So, anyway, I, I find it hilarious that. Um, we've gone from wasting money on stamps to now we're sending packages <laughs> and 3D prints. And I'm like, man, guys, just send me the cash oh, equivalent. No. For enough cash, I'll say I believe in Bigfoot. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I do have a price. So oh, for enough God. cash, I will say it. But Oh, my God. All right, you ready for our giveaway? Let's do a giveaway. Okay, so for those of you who entered this, if I missed somebody, I am sorry. There was a lot of comments this last episode. I think I got everybody. So I think I'm good. Uh, for those of you who forgot, and it's been in the way. All right. The first, the first one we're pulling for. And these are from Ron Joseph. Thank you, Ron Joseph, for these like, very generous donation. So the first, we're pulling three names today. The first name gets one, two, three, four, five model kits. And they're all the silly surfers that I have here. Silly surfers, hot dog. We went over them last time. You get this stack of silly surfer kits. This is the first name I'm pulling. Okay. We're going to do that. Oh my gosh. Oh, first. Here we go. You're not pulling a name. You're, well, spinning the wheel of the wheel of names. The right web window. Cross your fingers. God, hold on. Oh, no. It's this one. Got it. I hit the wrong button. All right. Here's the spin. Clicking the spin. Scott, I'm hitting shuffle. <laughs> Tell me when to stop shuffling. Stop. Spinning. And here we go. Who will get the five silly surfers? RC Flex won. RC Flex One, you are the Silly Surfer winner. So we're going to remove him from the pack. Silly Surfers for RC Flex One. Second stack. 
second stack is four of the my earplug came up my earphone came up of the uh what are these called the frantics so you get the four frantic kits this is the second person oh dude look at this pile pile of madness all right Got some to thank Ron Joseph again because he shipped all that to you, didn't he? Or didn't no, he brought it? it in a big box down oh, to Wonderfest, so he did drive it to me, which made it. But a still, lot. it's still a lot. Which I have to ship out all those creature heads, and now I'm shipping out. And YouTube monetization ain't paying for it. Trust me. All right, tell me when to stop shuffling. Stop. Spinning. And the winner is dun dun dun. Joe Bello. Joe Bello. Bello. Joe Bello gets those. All right. And then the final one. I'm going to use my foot to get it, Scott. That's great. That's what someone wants. Your barefoot fucking prince with your nasty toes. Yeah, look at you. You're nasty. <laughs> you're nasty. Oh, I'm tangled. I'm tangled. All right. You're nasty as we are. Yeah, I'm out of focus. All right. Tell me when to stop shuffling. For the one single silly surfer, tell me when Scott. When Scott. The winner is. Dun dun dun. Rod Hickey. Rod, Rod Hickey. Hickey gets one. Mod Rod. All right. Talked to Rod the other night. You did. How is he? He's good. He's good. Okay. Uh, let me get these out of the Ooh, look at my goonie eyes over there. Look, the goonie eye. The goonie eye. Have you ever thought about getting that fixed? Something? Twice. Twice? Three what do they got to do to fix that? Uh, operate. That's not pleasant. And it still didn't fix it. So I don't know what to tell you. Oh, do they take your eyeball worse. out and put it back in? Like turn it and then stick it back in? Like what do they Dude, do? I'm not awake for that one. No, but okay. do they, like, didn't you research it? Yeah, they take that muscle off and they reattach it. But do okay. they pull your eyeball out and then? I, I don't know. I don't want to know. <laughs> I'm going to okay. look it up and tell you. It was bad enough when the doctor told me that he had my kidney in his hand. Okay. Yeah, you don't want to hear that. All right, our second giveaway. Well, you want to know if the eyeball's fucking <laughs> No, I mean, you don't want to hear that as a person, that your kidney was in someone's hand. Oh. All right. Not our second giveaway. Next time's giveaway. I've had these sitting here for a while. They're from Wonderfest. And they are from, this is one of three. One of more than three, actually. Uh, from Jamie Sai, who we're going to be talking about in a minute. Uh, the Nosferatu Batman thing. We're going to have one of these for you. And I will pull it out of the box. No, I don't want to pull it out of the box because it's packed nice and easy. I'll find a picture of it somewhere and put it up. But you we're going to be giving this away. What? For Marty. I printed one of those for Marty. So printed one for Marty? Cool. Yeah, it's a really nice piece. 3D printed. Batman bust. If you're interested in it, all I want you to do is say, happy birthday, Scott, in the comments. Happy 60 something. Some beautiful birthday message of Scott. And you will be entered for the Batman Nosferatu bust. Okay? That's next time. Comments below. Thank you, Jamie Sai. And we don't mention it enough because we forget. Please head on over to 3D Prints and Garage Kits Facebook group, the group that Jamie Sai started. Great stuff going on over there. Lots of help. Lots of cool stuff being shown. 
Yeah, I believe he lost a subscriber because of us. But Let's talk about that. Can we talk about that? We need to talk about that. Are we done with the giveaways? We are done. What do you want to talk about? Can we talk about that for a second? The glad- Boomer. Let's gladly talk about The Boomer. So we thought it would be funny because a lot of our listeners, viewers are boomers. Boomer is not a slang term when you're using it. It is not a slight. It is not a derogatory term when you're using it as you're targeting the boomer generation. We did not expect that to become one of our most controversial moments. Like what? I wouldn't say most controversial, but it was. But it's it's right up there. Like Scott, well, as someone who is a boomer, person? like what? What? The comment since got deleted, so I'm sure that person deleted the comment. Unfortunately for them, <laughs> I screen grabbed it. So I just want to speak to it for a minute here. Let me see where I sent it. I screen grabbed it, and I'm not going to give the guy's name. His comment was, why the boomers reference? What a disgusting channel. We're disgusting channel. Okay. Well, okay. Honestly, though, we're okay. kind of disgusting. It. <laughs> like... Then he asked, you going to make videos for the gays and blacks next? Come on. What is wrong with you? That was his comment on the YouTube channel. Okay. I... So I commented back because a lot of people that ask us and a lot of our audience are boomers yeah this is for everyone lighten up francis i told them okay so i thought about that for a while and i said no that's not enough because you know i'm an asshole and i have to be (laughs) and so i well for for those of you don't know when scott has a target it's a dog with a bone so remember those shooting games where you had to shoot the star out of the piece of paper to win a stuffed animal? Yeah. I'm not done till the star's gone. Okay. Um, so I, I replied back, what a disgusting reply. <laughs> I said, and then why the gay and blacks comment? What's wrong with you? It's an informational video, not a political statement. Please unsubscribe if you are. Okay. And, you know, I'm sorry. I don't like to be like that. But, okay. And I can see if we use the term boomers, even if we used it as an insult, like if we just said, you know, hey, this is for all you dumb boomers out there that just don't get it or whatever. Okay. But it wasn't that at all. It wasn't even close to that at all. No. Okay. Yeah. We were and trying then, to be funny, but not. I, I, I don't get the, and then then he goes on with the gays and blacks, so that kind of tells me where he stands with all that. Okay, and um, I'm like, well, if I thought I needed to do one for gays and blacks, I would. Okay, but I I think gays and blacks and anybody else can pretty much follow that video. So, um. It was weird. Weird moment. It was, it was I, really weird that someone got so bent out of shape about it. And um But you know, whatever. You know what? I hope they have yeah. a good life. You know what? That that's kind of where I am. I you know, if the guy's that mad, hey, he can come on and discuss it with me if he wants. But um <laughs> man, wouldn't that be fun? He probably But did. uh you know, it's there was nothing 
ill-intended. There was nothing politically intended. It was just, again, our target audience, it's most boomers. of them are going to be baby boomers. <laughs> Maybe right. I'm wrong. No. It, whatever. I, I don't get it. News and reviews, Scott. <laughs> All right. Going to push the button, cross your fingers. Yeah, of course. All right. This first slide, what what is this giveaway? What do you what's going on? You put this in. Oh, I, I I put this in at the last minute. What is this? So for our, our California viewers. Uh-huh. California State Lottery has um these universal monster scratch off lottery tickets. Oh, dude. That's kind of cool. And so I was telling uh Danny Sirocco sent me these picture of him and he's like yeah i'm saving a set and i'm like what if you got the thirty thousand dollar winner and you never scratch it <laughs> off okay and i was telling him years ago and i don't even know if you remember illinois had king kong lottery ticket yeah and i've still got some um but i scratched all mine off because it's like <laughs> no i'm not taking the chance okay i'll bet there's people that never scratch those off but um and danny will probably be that person yeah. Wow, that's cool. That is really, really nice. Hey, so if there's nice, anyone in California know, that wants to send us some, I'll uh I will uh pay for my tickets. Give me a set. What are they going? How much is each ticket? I think they're two bucks a piece. All right. Yeah. So four, six, eight, nine, and what's fourteen. Again, it's just it goes to the to me again, the longevity of these movies. We're coming up on a hundred years. A hundred years old, some of them. Yeah. yeah. And King Kong's ninety years old this year. Yeah. Um, uh, Frankenstein and Dracula two years ago were ninety years old. So I mean, it's and this is this is a conversation I had with a few people recently, and I think you were one of them. In ninety years. Are there going to be Lord of the Rings lottery tickets? Yes. Going to be Lord you know, of the Rings it, is a different. Are there going to be Star Wars lottery tickets? You know, there will I be mean, Star Wars. There's a few movies that will always. I think there'll be some of that, but you're right. The longevity of those original black and white Universal monsters will always it's be just amazing to me. Yeah. And this is why the garage kits of these characters, no matter how many there are, if they're done well, they sell. But then you know, when everyone's gone, will they? Who knows? I don't. I don't know. Which I was uh, finally sent my replacement head. Hold on, I got to get back to you. Hold on, just Scott. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, I got my replacement head for the uh, bride kit that my dog chewed up. Oh, so. cool! <laughs> now you're out of focus again. I think. Oh well. All right. There we go. Nope. So yeah, I just thought that was interesting. I you know it was a fun little tidbit. Uh. Jersey Fest. Just a quick reminder, Jersey Fest is coming up September 22nd through the 24th, 2023. Uh, head on over to jerseyfestfair.com, the Facebook group. I'll have the links down below. Jersey Fest is coming. I think most of those classes are either sold out or getting close to sold out. I think there was some new vendor information put up today or the other. I Recently, um, I have kind of been away from Facebook the last week or so just because a lot's going on. So, um, Jersey and Fest. Saul announced today, which he had clued us in, um, 
with the people taking his Dracula class, they're going to get a little Dracula emblem uh, piece mm-hmm. as a gift for taking the class. And he did announce that today, so I'm not letting the cat out of the bag. But, yeah, uh, good. He that, told us about that. Yeah, sweet little. Crazy. That's a nice little tidbit to have. Nice little tidbit. But um, a lot of people are still asking me if I'm going. And right now the answer is still no. And I'm going to tell you my biggest reason, because I, I, the wife told me, you know, people want to see you. You should go, you know, which, you know, is I think she wants to get me out of the house. But um, <laughs> Yeah, I think that's probably. Oh, everyone wants to see you, Scott. You got to go. Everybody wants to see. But hey, she. Well, you've pulled that shit with me, too. I wonder if I know oh, you got to be at the table. People are coming to see. That's you. true. It is no, true. It is true. It is true. But anyway, um, my big problem is when I went four years ago, I flew southwest to Newark. I took the shuttle over to the hotel. I was done. Yeah. Two years ago, I guess, southwest stopped flying into Newark. Yeah. That's a big thing for us. Cause... And yeah, because southwest flies out of the smaller airport here, Midway. Which is close to your house. Not Which, far from your yeah. house. A little closer right. to mine. O'Hare is the big airport that's crazy that's a lot more to park at if you're yeah, like, so like, and, and I couldn't get a straight flight and I'm, I'm going to look again, but I, I couldn't get a straight flight to Newark from Midway. Yeah. And I don't want an eight hour expedition where they got to fly me to Atlanta and then fly me back up to Newark. Okay. I, I don't, I, that is just so completely. Yeah, I get it. I told, you I, know, the reason I fly is I don't want to drive. 14 hours yeah but let's spend 10 hours commuting i can fly nonstop from o'hare but the flight prices go up from o'hare the daily parking goes up where i can park at midway for 15 dollars a day so i go on a friday night to sunday i'm spending 30 dollars in parking yeah i get off the plane i get in my own car and i come home okay and you know it, it's straight down yeah. cicero avenue here um takes me about half an hour to get home from there you know well here's construction right now going up there it's just yeah yeah i don't no, want to do it i get it i have i wish i could i but i already had tickets bought a year in advance to which i think might be the final tour of like one of my top three favorite bands which is swans and i cannot miss that so that's where we are all right back to model kits our good friend Jamie Sai, who we, I, I don't think either of us would still be here without, it's helped us so many times. He, just like our guest today, has taken a chance and paid a sculptor to create a 3D file for him that he's going to be selling prints of. And it's something he's always wanted. And he's calling it Prince Fishman. And you can tell what it is by looking at the picture. Prince Fishman, in a kind of, he's doing them in two scales. Uh, I'm going to read through what I got here for a second. Uh, please feel free to reach out to Jamie via messenger messenger on Facebook or, or the post in 3d prints garage kit. So you can head over there. The links down below, uh, let them know the scale you'd like prices and scales will be solidified after test prints estimated costs for one sixth will be around the hundred dollar mark. One twelfth will be around $40 to 50 plus shipping kit is eight parts, a base nameplate two arms, two legs, a head, right hand, and weapon. Thanks for looking at all this, he says. 
Uh, if it goes over, he has plans for a, a few more of these cover kits from the, uh, is it Silver Age? Do they call that Silver Age? Yeah. 80s? Eight, yeah. So, 70s, um, even. You, yeah, 70s, kind of. Like, when I was a kid, you were a kid. Um, what do you think, Scott? I think this turned out fantastic. I'm glad he took a chance on this thing. I am, too. I get one. I like one sixth. I'm surprised. Maybe he will do it in one eighth, kind of an Aurora scale thing, too. Yeah. Um, but um, no, this came out really good. Uh, nice base. I think one Aurora was one twelfth, wasn't it? Closer to one twelfth. We're going to have this fight. <laughs> but he does want it to be like an Aurora tribute kind yeah. of thing. With a simple base, a nameplate, figure. Here we got some pictures I have up here. The base is tons of packed with tons of cool little details, like an old style Aurora kit. Um, well done, Jamie. This sculptor you got, I think, killed it. And I'm looking forward to more stuff you do with it. Really good stuff. Really good. This picture, the nameplate even has that really cool, like, kind of double layer to it. Yeah. Not fun to paint, but if so. You know. Scott, if you could go back and uh, pick a cover, which cover would you pick for a kit for this age of comic? Like, if you have, do you have a dream cover you wish was done? You know, this was always one of my favorites. Really? Uh, cool. Yeah. There's a couple. There's a, uh, a good question for the group. What, what cover would you like done? And uh, some of them have been done, like by Bowen, you know, or the poses. Yeah. Like hey, yeah, time. if you have suggestions, put them in the comments below. Jamie's watching and reads every time. And, so uh, I think it was Silver Surfer number four had the surfer coming down on Thor. And it's really a cool dynamic. Uh, Wait, Go, what? Coming down on, not going oh, down. Oh, on. oh, okay. Pig. Okay. <laughs> Wow. Different, different comic there. So, um, yeah, it, it, there were a lot of cover arts or iconic poses that, uh, and, and this is an iconic pose and, um, and it kind of flies in the, cause one of your, what is your big complaint about modern comic yeah, book kits? It, it, it looks like the comics, not like <laughs> some ultra rare and what they did to this character in the last, Black Panther movie is disgusting. So it's, you know, this looks like it's supposed to. Um, yeah. I will say that there were, I think Bowen did a statue similar, and I think Hard Hero did a similar statue. Um, but again, for what you can buy this for and paint yourself, there you go. And I th I, I'm glad. Uh, here's a technical question. Would you rather have the sculptor mess up the anatomy like it is on the cover or make it or fix it like he did for the kit? Um, cause you know, that shoulder, that shoulder's wrong. That's all wonky and way out there. The legs yeah. are way too short <laughs> in that drawing. Well, and, and but I'm glad know, for me personally, I like that it's normal looking compared yeah. to Tony went through this with the Iron Man sculpt that he was working on. In that he tried to match the artwork. Yeah. But when you print it, it, it looks wonky. Yeah. So I, I think there's a happy medium in there. 
Yeah. Okay. You don't want to overdo it. Right. Make it ultra realistic. Um. So I, you know, I think this is a good mixture. Yeah, I'm glad. It really like, and I think I even said this to Jamie. If you go back and look at, not He-Man action figures, but the artwork from He-Man, it has that really kind of classic muscle guy look to it, mm-hmm. and I, I think it's it fits perfectly. But Jamie, I am proud of you. I don't know if Scott is. I'm proud of you for taking a chance and doing this, and I'm, it's so Jamie's good to see you doing good. it. Hope he's feeling good. Oh. He should be. He should be. All right. That's awesome, man. Jamie's Jamie's the guy. So All right, this next one, Scott. The last of the banana splits. Um yep. by our friend Well Winner. And I have to tell you. And you know I really like the drooper. Yep. But I think this could be the best of the four. I yep. I, okay. When I look at his render of this. Okay, it looks like a photograph from the show. Yeah, okay. it does. And I'm going to skip like... ahead a couple pictures. You you can't see them, but when you turn it around and look at the back, you know what? I, I don't know if it was like this on the other ones. You can see where the zipper would be. Like there's that line down his back, which would be the zipper for the suit. And I think that's a yeah, maybe. Really, yeah, yeah, it's really cool cut. Like, wow. So do you know his plan? Is he making a base for all of them through his Patreon or all of them individual? Like these are just, I, I don't know. I don't spoil anything, but this might not be the last we've seen of the banana splits from well. Okay. And, uh, can I guess, are... can I guess I know nothing about it. Does it involve a car? I don't know. No, I, I daddy has, he hasn't told me. Oh, he hasn't said. Okay. All right. I don't know. Okay. So I did ask him to do something for me. The slide um, in the in the uh, burlap sacks. <laughs> no, the uh, well, they had, but the um, no, I want just a logo plate for it. Okay, that I can display too. You know, because yeah, although he has the logos on the base, I'd like to have a a banana splits logo, a vertical one. Yeah. So um, you know, and again, these are uh. They just they came out great. Yeah, this they one did. came out great. They really did. So I'm gonna I know how you feel now because Well Winner just posted something literally as we were going live tonight. And then we had to quick throw them in there. This is a cartoon. Yeah, you were throwing them in as I was throwing them. We were in. putting them in at the exact same time. These I'm blown away. I'm so happy. There's two things in this show, this episode of kits that I have always wanted. And this is the first one we're going to show. I've always wanted somebody to do the Dungeons and Dragons animated figures as model kits. And I messaged him as soon as I saw this, all I said was, dude. And I put like, I was like, this is amazing. You have to do more of this. He's like, I'm going to do them all. And he said, they're going to be on his Patreon one. I'm not on his Patreon, so I'll probably end up buying him extra. Maybe I'll end up doing the Patreon. Um, he has plans to do more. So every, he said all of them. So I'm hoping that's all of them, which would be the heroes, the villain, Venger, the villain, Dungeon Master, Uni, the unicorn, 
some of the monsters like the hook horror and the bullywugs would be awesome. But for those of you looking, this is uh, Bobby the Barbarian. I think it was Bobby from the Dungeons and Dragons 1980s, 70s. When was it? 80s, I think. Um, I used to watch this every Saturday morning. So now I know <laughs> kind of like, oh, my well, God. It's nice to see finally. you get excited about yeah. a piece. And, I, and there's okay. he's like Herculoids I love because I watch that all the time, too. But this was mm-hmm. one that I like one of those cartoons that I ran home to every day to watch. So it's good to see. Um, I'm going to get to this picture here that has the parts breakdown again. Well, his part breakdowns are awesome. His renders are amazing as always, but dude, I'm so happy. These are coming. Finally, someone's doing it. Uh, it's Man, funny you know because be cool? put my head on there with the Viking hat. I want, is that the same helmet? I wonder if that's where it came from. It's similar. Mashing down on your head. With the, <laughs> that would be awesome. Okay. Um, this reminds me, it was Brazil had a commercial, a live action commercial that had all the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon figures as real people in the commercial. You can find it. I'll put a link or something and you can kind of see what they look like in live action. And maybe it was bigger in Brazil than it was here. I don't know. So, well, thank cool. you, dude. I'm so happy you're doing these. And, I, and again, his renders are amazing. I, I know. Okay. Let me get back. That to Flegel looks like a reference photo I would send him. And I sent him a lot of reference for Flegel. The renders are just amazing. That he, yeah. Um, not just the sculpts, but when he colorizes. When he the colors, renders, he does. He's so good it at it. It looks like. Uh, I know Tony's asked me before, what, what program does that guy use? I wonder you, know, you see the shadows yep. and, and, you know, the highlights. But this, I like, sent him a bunch of reference for this character. And, um, It's awesome. And one of the pictures I sent him that I thought was cool was him holding out his ear. Yeah. Okay. And so that's what he did there. We had him holding out his ears. I just, I'm so excited for this Dungeons You can leave the guitar off this one if you want. Oh. Yeah, you could. Well uh, done, well, as always. Yeah, this is, this is, yeah, this is awesome. All right. Next up in my exciting kits coming is from kits that I've always wanted is from vengeance studios and sorry, garage kit guys. They're both 3d prints. The last one's a 3d print. And so are these going to be so from vengeance studios, they're doing the 13 ghosts over on their, their Patreon. So if you haven't seen 13 ghosts, decent movie, but amazing ghost designs that are in there. And I have always, always, always wanted someone to do all 13 ghosts as kits. And no one ever has. There's been a couple things out there, but never like this. So the first one up is the firstborn son. And it's a little kid in an Indian costume that has an arrow through his head. And I, 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 I'm so excited. Like, I cannot wait for these. I'm I cannot wait till they get to some of the other ones. I, I think these are going to just going to. I'm going to leave it at that. 13 ghost kits are coming. For those of you who like, like that movie, head on over. Um, if you don't want to be a part of the Patreon, I know he sells kits. I have the rights to sell kits through his Patreon. So if you, you can always hit me up on those. But man, 13 ghost kits are coming. That's all I'm going to say. Leave the pictures here. 
Scott, I know you haven't seen the movie. Or will you surprise me today? Oh, you've got a lot of nerve after what we're going to find out in a little bit. <laughs> All right. All I'm going to say. <laughs> so we're going to try something new here on the show. On the show? What are you saying? Uh, yeah, I'm going to try and do a live scrolling on a website. And so this might go completely sideways. So uh, not this past weekend, but the weekend before, or maybe the one, I don't think you were there. Um, we all started, uh, a couple people started talking about Fotis Mint. He's a 3D sculptor. And Jamie said, and I'm mad at Jamie because he didn't tell me sooner. Um, he basically felt bad about sculpting and making money off of, off of all these un these licensed characters that he didn't own the rights to. And so he put them all up for free. I want to just real quick. So this is over on printables. Yeah, you can see it. And so printables.com slash at Fotis mint forward slash models. I'll put the link down there. So he has put a lot of his licensed characters that he was selling originally for free. So if you did just get a 3d printer or you're planning on getting one and you really don't feel like spending a lot of money on some, some kits or some models, this is a great way to start because there are some amazing characters in here. And I just printed one. I'm going to hold it up in a second just to see how they turned out. And it's beautiful. And he has a lot of Lord of the Rings, a lot of Marvel, DC stuff, uh, and some game stuff, some Star Wars things. So there's a lot of things that you can try. So I'm just going to kind of scroll through here. And look, you have everything from Lilith from Diablo, Thanos, World of Warcraft, Rancors, uh, stuff from uh, Love Death Robots over on Netflix, Pennywise. How do you scroll through his stuff? Because I'm only getting one page of stuff. If you go public models, that's what it is. Public models. Right here. So I'll walk everybody through it. You can't see it. Across the top where it says about public models. It's right next to exclusive. Got it. Okay, public. now I'm there. All right, so everybody, we just figured something out. So... To find all his free stuff, you go to public models right here. I know it's kind of hard to see on here because of the way I have the stuff, but public models. Again, jank. That's Model Club TV. And it shows all the ones he's given away for free. He has V from Vendetta. Uh, some of them are, I think all of them come pre-supported and unsupported. So um, there's a, if you want to just try and print the way he has them set up, you can. And I, when I found this, I was like, holy crap. Look at all these great free things. And it's a great way to learn how to print, a great way to learn how to paint. You can print these at different sizes. They scale up really well. Um, but he has something for everybody. So printables at Fotis Mint. I'm sure that's on Cult. I'm sure it's over on CD Trader. But printables is a great site for FDM stuff and for resin stuff. Uh, check it out if you get a chance. Link will be down below. But there's a lot of really cool free stuff in there that you could do. Just simple bust to print. Oh, the Walter White bust is nice. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, you can tell some of his older things aren't as great, but some of the newer things are really, really good. So check it out. Photos Mint over there. We'll have a link. Yeah, I mean, he has a Freddy Krueger and a Jason Voorhees. Some horror, some classic horror. He's a Captain Spaulding. He has something in there for everyone. There's a really good penguin from Batman Returns as well. Lots of cool stuff. So check it out. Let me just click on that so everybody can. I'll pull up the picture of this. That's it. I mean, that's 
pre-supported. Great stuff. Check it out. That's our first time trying that. I really think that that works okay. Wow. We're getting so, like, modern <laughs> with our jank. <laughs> yeah, we're modern. You shut up. All right. Okay, up next, uh, over on Patreon on CA3D, I also, Patreon there, if you need, you want to look through him, I can print and sell anything from there too, but he had some really great stuff, again, for Jason to come out this time, and it's my favorite Lord of the Rings character of all time, it's Gollum, and I printed that, and I printed it, he has it one twelfth, one sixth, and quarter scale, and there's a couple different versions of it, I did print it so that I basically, one twelfth right in here okay comes with a simple base if you want it like this but this is something i've wanted for a long time because i have a, a golem diorama idea and this is the perfect size for what i want to do so i printed a couple of those anyone wants one of those 25 bucks um, how accurate is that uh, and that's like, and that's the thing so it's a little cool style stylized and i like the stylized better than the real thing because again i'm more of a, a comic Gollum fan or a cartoon Gollum fan and a book mm -hmm. Gollum fan and I think this kind of there's a good style to this one um, that kind of fits but it's I mean it is the Lord of the Rings movie Gollum this is the deluxe base that you can that I also this is the pieces for the deluxe base is like this I don't have the bag here with me I don't think his feet looks like your feet do you love his feet I knew you would no. <laughs> nasty and also from CA3D, I have these available as well, $60, uh, this Supergirl. And it's right here. And it turned out really, really good. The only thing, one thing I would say about this that I wish was different is the, the head prints as one piece with the hair like this. Let me get that up in there. So it prints like this. I wish the head was separate so that you can print that in the hair in a different way because I had to put holes in the hair down at the bottom a little bit and in the neck hole. Those are but, easy to fix. Oh, it's easy to fix. It absolutely is. But inside the hair, there's a little bit of sanding you got to do, but otherwise turned out beautiful. Um, I think the kit itself is beautiful. I saw ground affected. Who's a painter on YouTube. He added a cape to it, like a little like see-through kind of like piece of fabric that made a cape for it. Uh, if you want mm -hmm. a cape. So it, it, and you just kind of tuck it by in the hair and you don't need to really show how it attaches. Show me the torso. Uh, the torso. Which torso part? It's beautiful. Well, do you want the to... The upper part with the okay. S on it. Upper part with the S. It's barely... Doesn't stick off that far. Okay. That's not nice. Um, It's engineered really, really well. Like things to go together really well. Yeah, no, I just wanted, you know, I see the raised S kind of a little bit, and it, you know. But, here, wait. It sends the, you know, the raised S flag up. I mean, there's very little putty work you're going to have to do. This is three parts. The top, the and middle, see, and the bottom. If you're going to raise the S up in a Superman or whatever, no more than that. that right, that's, no, I think that's perfect. It's perfect. You know. This is four parts look how that goes i mean it goes together like really well so if anyone's interested in that let me know if you go on to cea3d and you want anything from him let me know i got most so this i just got today tarna from heavy metal 
Is it Tarna? Tarana? Tarna. So I know Mark Worthling loves this character. I, uh, I could probably do a little bigger, a little smaller, but I love the size that it comes, which is just this one. I'm, it'll probably be available quarter six and 12 like they usually do. But I just put, got these files today. Great little piece as well from CA3D. And then this Superman, I think, is in the works for next month. You don't see a lot of Supermans like this in the suit with opening up his shirt. So I'm kind of excited to see how that turns out. Um, yeah, that's not bad. We'll see how the S is. We'll see how the S is. <laughs> and then next, also this one, is this Spider-Man and uh, Miles Morales Spider-Man and Venom playing basketball. I think this is from a piece of artwork. I'm not sure where this comes from, but this just came out too. So some really good stuff. If you're interested, let me know. I'll figure out what we're can doing. I, can I say something? Yeah. This is not Spider-Man. I knew you were going to say that. Okay. No, I agree. But it's my. Did you see Spider Verse yet? No, I tried watching the first one. I fell asleep. I really like that. I didn't see the second one. So, um, okay. Ooh, workbench. Scott, what have you done? Nothing. I, I've really been <laughs> in a funk. I haven't done anything. Why That's have you been I'm behind on these behind on these Godzillas? So if you're on the list for these, they're coming. Uh I have the list. We talked about that. I did get something, however, though. What'd you get? And I could use the viewers' help on this because I can't remember certain aspects of this. That's because you're 60 now? Uh, no, I just it, it was a long time ago. So I wanna say David Allen was an animator, and he did a stop-motion commercial years ago, a Volkswagen commercial. He did a stop-motion King Kong that looked a lot like the original. Okay? In the 90s, he sculpted this bust. Okay? Uh -huh. came pre-painted. All right? It's King Kong, so it was licensed. Turner, blah, blah, blah. Okay. It's heavy. Okay. Um, for years, I've, I've been on the fence about buying this piece because it's not a perfect Kong likeness, but it's nice. Okay. And there was a guy in a King Kong group selling it. And the price was right. And uh, I bought it. And he, I mean, I could, again, the price on this thing has soared to the point where I would never pay the eBay prices for it, but his price was good enough that I paid it. And I want to say Dark Horse put this thing out, but I'm not sure. Now, I talked to Rod Hickey and he said no, because he was in pretty tight with those Dark Horse guys. I'm like, who put this out and how much was it when it came out? I want to say it was 50 bucks when it came out, maybe 95 the most, but I can't remember. So I'm just, believe All it or right. not, the history guy needs a history lesson on this piece. <laughs> Help him out. But I did pick this up and I'm happy with it and he's on the shelf. Excellent. You build anything? No. Paint anything? No. Nothing? Okay. 
Uh, I did. Uh, I don't have a picture of it yet, but I did paint two Spectre Manbas, and I'm still working on my Godzilla. I'm almost done with the Godzilla with the reflecting orange light underneath, with the OSL. I'm almost done, getting there. Um, it's hard to see in this. I don't. I'll put up pictures when it's finished. Uh, still working on a couple other things, but I've been printing all those creature busts took almost all my time, and packing up that stuff and some other things. So. Um, I do want workbench wise. I did get the other videos, some of those tools, those videos are going to come out, but this just came in the mail and I want to, I talked to these people at Adepticon. We're going to try and get them on the show, but I was waiting for the Kickstarter stuff to show up. So I had something to show besides the hobby holder. Uh, these just came in the mail. Game Envy. Scott, you know what this is? Game Envy. No, but you know what this is? I would say it's a brush cleaner. It is, but watch this. It is a travel brush clean, like water pot. And inside huh. it has the little like silicone brush cleaner thing. It says game envy on there. It goes in there, but you have this little like kind of pop it water holder that you can pack up in a travel case and keep it with you, put it in your stuff and paint on the road. So I got two of them. I'm going to put one in my bag, keep one somewhere else just in case something happens. But it, it's really nice. It's nicely made. Like it feels really good. I don't think it's going to be leaking. I saw a lot of people using them over at Adepticon because they, some of them came out early. This was like the second run. So we're going to try and get these guys on and talk about some of their materials. They did also send, I also got a silicone uh, brush rest, but I had, I have some of those printed, but this came with it as well. So check them out. Game Envy. I'll put their links down below. If you want some of these, these little travel water pots and you can pick different colors. They're pretty good. So, all right, next. Our interview, David Horvath, the man, the legend, the big daddy. Big daddy. What else can we call him? A friend. I think we can call uh, David. High sperm count <laughs> champion of the world. <laughs> so David's here. He's got a new uh, advent, uh, venture he's got going on with his uh, Nostalgic Resin Productions. We talked to him a little bit about that, a little bit about Wonderfest, a lot about kind of like plastic kits and companies and some really cool fun stuff in here we spent a long time waiting for scott to try and fix his doom which got messed up but here he is david horvath we are back with david horvath david how are you sir i'm doing fine happy to be here my only regret is we didn't record the last 45 minutes that was <laughs> So Dave and I have been here sitting, waiting for Scott once again, because, you know, Scott had to mess around with settings and blew up his computer. So here we are. It was lipstick. It was, yes, it was lipstick. It looked good with lipstick. <laughs> oh, man. How are you, sir? First, I want to say thank you. You have been so good to us. And thank you. I'm going to leave it at that. You've done some amazing things for us personally. Some really cool gifts, a lot of really good stuff for the show, always participating, always there from the, like, almost from the beginning, from what I remember. So thank you. And I'm glad to have you on as a guest finally and have other people get to meet you and see what a cool dude you actually are. So thank you. This is the highlight of my career. (laughs) This is a career? Wow. (laughs) Everyone should know Dave is Big Daddy Dave H. At the clubhouse, or is it just Big Daddy Dave? Big Daddy Dave H. Big Daddy Dave H. 
and the and the polar lights board before that and the polar lights board before that are you still on uh what was that one hobby talk you still uh, gotta... have not been on hobby talk for a long time yeah i haven't either yeah <laughs> but, what happened uh, with hobby talk can we talk no, it, about it, it just or kind of it just kind of i don't know wasn't much going on there. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it pretty much died off after the creation of the clubhouse. Yeah, uh, gotcha. Okay. After some things going on at Polar Lights and then the Polar Lights board kind of just migrated over there. That's the whole reason the clubhouse got created. Okay, so let's talk about that for a second. For people who are followers that have no idea what we're talking about, it's the clubhouse1.net. We'll put a link down below. Uh, it's a old-fashioned message board. Uh, just dealing with garage kits and yep. movies and other stuff, but a garage kit message board that once right. Facebook came around, kind of everyone went to Facebook. Right. Yeah. Um, See, I thought it was when they banned me for life. Everyone went to Facebook. Mm. You liked it's always about Scott, you know. Again, once again, well, I got reinstated. <laughs> I did get reinstated. The commissioner reinstated. That's that's, <laughs> that's good to hear. Uh, <laughs> Dave, where are you in the world? Where are you in the States? Uh, I live in South Bend, Indiana. South Bend. The home of Round 2. So, the home of Polar Lights, Auto World. Uh, I drive right past their building every day on my way to work. <laughs> That's kind of cool. Um, Have you ever I gotten in there? Like, to see what's going on? Like, tour-wise or anything? Uh, I've been in the new building... Uh, I was more involved with the original company, okay. Commonwealth, which was Flying Manor. Mm -hmm. uh, I actually did some freelance work for them. Uh, you know, I was born and raised in South Bend, moved down to IU Bloomington in Indiana, was down there for about 13 years, got married, and we decided to move back to South Bend. Um, yeah, I was looking for a job. So I was job hunting. This was back in the mid-90s. And my dream job was always to work at a model company or a toy company that was you know, producing model kits. That was my dream job. Uh, I did a little bit of guerrilla marketing of myself uh, <laughs> my senior year of college in 95. Uh, the parts store that I used to work at, I used to work at an import auto parts store in Bloomington. And we used to sell die-cast cars. Okay. Um, uh, so... I talked my boss at the time into signing up to be a member of RICTA. <laughs> so my senior year, I got a dealer pass for the show, showed up at RICTA, and went in on the dealer days to you know, buy some stuff for the store, and also started handing out resumes. <laughs> nice. So I was there at the dealer, dealer days. You know, I'm talking to like Dave Carlock at AMT, uh, some other people at Lindbergh. Uh, Ravel monogram and actually did a couple interviews on the spot with people, with the sales managers there. Uh, AMT was probably the best option I had going at that time. And they even invited me to come out to the, the Dyersville, Iowa, out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, if you don't know, that's just the town where they filmed Fill the Dream. Okay. Out in Iowa. Cornfield. Factory out there. <laughs> yeah, Ertl. Ertl yeah. was the, the parent company at the time. So they made the die-cast farm equipment toys and all that stuff. So they invited us to come out, bring your wife out, check the town out, and we can do a tour on Monday. So we get out there. 
on a Saturday. Population was about about 3,000 people. So it's a little town, middle of nowhere. Went out and did the Field of Dreams thing. Went visited the Basilica, a beautiful church. And then Sunday morning, we're eating breakfast at this little restaurant and grabbed the local newspaper. And there's this headline, Ertl to lay off 300 employees and they're moving the plastic injection to their plant in Mexico, in Tijuana. You know, the day I'm supposed to go in for this second follow-up with this guy. Oh, no. And uh, we ended up calling the guy. I called the guy the next day. And, like, you're laying off a quarter of this town's population, practically, of the adult population. I don't think this is going to be a good mix. <laughs> yeah. So I was devastated. Came back home. Uh, ended up working at a textile mill as an employee and then worked my way up to the production manager. And around that time, I I was in a store somewhere, I can't remember now, and, and found a Fuller Lights Bright of Frankenstein kit sitting on the shelf. I'm like, holy crap, I haven't seen one of these in the flesh ever. You know, I was born in the 70s, but, you know, I was a square box guy on Aurora. I was there when the bulk kits were there, the monster scenes, and that's when I was way little. Yeah. Um, it, you know, I was building kits since I was five. You know, my father started building kits with me, and um, I actually sent you a picture. Yep, you know, I, I'll put it right here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm, that was my first communion. Your I house? got, like, I, This picture, I want to talk about this picture for a second. I think we had the exact same plastic window things that are in the background. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in my first house that I lived in. It looks, yeah. it looks so familiar. I was like, that. I know we had those things in there. So I, I've, been sli- I've been sniffing glue fumes for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Explains a lot. It does when you know, if you know Dave, he's got a great sense of humor. So totally makes sense. Um, so, you yeah, said you were a, a senior in college in 95. How old are you? Yep. I was born in 65. Okay. You're born so in 60, so you're like 11 years. No, nine years older than me. Okay. All yeah. right. Wow. Ooh, so you're almost yeah. 60. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting there. <laughs> Scott's age. Oh man. I'm sorry. I got nine years to retirement. Not that I'm counting. <laughs> I'm 60 years in one day. So, yeah, go. his birthday was yesterday. That's the birthday, Scott. Yeah, Thanks, Scott, Dave. we almost, Scott almost started drinking <laughs> while we had the Zoom crash. I almost got sober. <laughs> <laughs> so cool. All right, so Flat, today, where are you? What you doing now? Like, I can point to the sticker. Right now, I am a... Mid-level, mid-level manager at Tire Rack, and I do a lot of the training for sales, customer service, and do a lot of follow-up with QC issues with our vendors, and I've been there for um, in my 23rd year. Cool. Awesome. Congratulations. <laughs> the time yeah. I interviewed there, I was actually interviewing at, at Plain Manus. Oh. That was the job I was shooting for. And... Got to know Lisa Greco there from the bulletin board at Plain Manus when that first started up. I was one of the first people on there. And I found out about that through that that uh, Bright Frankenstein kit. The info was on the box. Yeah, I looked it up. I'm like, holy crap, this company's in South Bend. <laughs> How weird is that? Hadn't heard of it before. And well, technically, wasn't it in Mishawaka? It, it moved to Mishawaka after like, okay. 2002. 
So they had a building. I actually went to visit it there and toured. And, you know, the best part about that tour in the South Bend location, I got to meet their product manager for models. And it was Dave Metzner. Oh, wow. Before. Okay. And Dave used to work at a small hobby shop, our local hobby shop, back in the 80s. So I knew him from when I was in high school. That's awesome. Okay. So, yeah, it was just a weird coincidence. See, I walk in, I'm like, I know this guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, anyway, I ended up getting a better job offer for Cruise Hyrax, and I've been very blessed there. It's, it's been a great job. Cool. And yeah. as a result, I started doing, you know, when Dave retired, from Polar Lights the first time. Uh, they didn't have anybody that actually did build-ups for shows. So Lisa got me a hold of, got me in touch with Gary that worked there at the time and his, his replacement. And I started doing build-ups, a couple of us did, from the bulletin board. So my big claim to fame, the, the Speed Racer kit, the glue version, they didn't have a build-up of that done yet. They had Dave Metzger's resin, the large size that they rotoscoped down. So they needed one for show for the Chicago show. So I, I took two days of vacation off at my job, so I could get <laughs> like these five car kits done for the show. <laughs> Did you have you ever gone to that iHobby Expo in Chicago? Yeah, yeah, that's fair. It was a neat show. It is kind of cool. So the one on the box, that's actually my buildup. That's awesome. Oh, I had a beef with that kit, just so you know. <laughs> oh, here we go. Of course. Okay. <laughs> of course. Go ahead, Scott. <laughs> this was another idea I had, so someone will probably take it now. Okay. The engine was in the back of the car. Yeah. Okay, which is inaccurate. That's Completely. right. Okay. So what I wanted to do is have Speed Racer with the engine open and a charred monkey and spritle skeleton there. And then have like a speed racer going, oh, <laughs> like, you know, he stored them in the trunk and they burnt up because I was like, why did they put the engine in the back? I don't know. Licensing. Licensing. Oh. I, you, know, it, you know, after that, I did a, a bunch of stuff for them and I had a non-compete at work, so I couldn't be on payroll. So I worked out a deal with Jerry Gustafson there that I would get paid with product so for every kid i did they give me a case of whatever i wanted so <laughs> that's the whole time i'm like flipping stuff on ebay <laughs> <laughs> so, you know horse trading with steve iverson you know for yeah for horse <laughs> it was a nice gig and cool. then the company got sold and so yeah i haven't had a whole lot of interaction with the new the new company but uh, i've been in there a couple times like, I don't know why I don't have a tire rack sticker. Uh, I haven't given it to you yet. <laughs> it's in I sent you one. <laughs> there you go. I have a stack of stuff I got to bring over to Scott, actually. You are a fucking jag. Uh, oh, we're slap happy. All right. So what are you up to these days? What do you like your favorite subject matter when you buy model kits? What are you looking for? What kind of stuff do you like? You're you're a modeler, you're a builder, you're always building stuff. You're 3D printing, you're building kits. What do you like to build as a as a modeler? What do you like to do? Uh science fiction and fantasy. And I've really started to gravitate towards figures and bots. 
Uh, yeah. I haven't done vehicles in, in quite a while, but I still have a whole collection. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's kind of how I masked my collection is, you know, horse trading and, and selling stuff. So that was kind of self-funding when I was doing, doing the freelance stuff. Gotcha. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I've got probably last count. I think I got about 400 kits inspiring and, and printed stuff. Oh, he's giving Scott for a run for his money, I think. Not nearly what Scott has. You know, when, <laughs> when my wife and I came over for the cookout and Scott took her down without me. <laughs> Uh-oh. Whoa, whoa, that, whoa, whoa. Oh, I hope no, he no, behaved. That was great because he came back and goes, oh, I have no complaints about your hunting. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, we were looking at Scott's rack of styrene stuff and... He goes, well, that looks about like your guy said, these are two and three deep. At least you're so, looking at his rack of styrene and not just his rack. His yeah. a nice rack. You do have a nice rack, actually. <laughs> so does your mom. Anyway, <laughs> I knew it was coming. I set you up. I set I set it up. <laughs> and the timer was how long was that? I know. Yeah, well, was, yeah, 10 minutes. Actually, I can tell you. It was so, uh, 16 <laughs> minutes and uh, three seconds it took Scott. There you go. Go ahead, Scott. Yeah, I, have a of, I have a lot of nurses in our family, so the timer at dinner is who starts talking about bodily fluids and bugs. Me too. That was my mom. That was my mom. She's a retired yeah. nurse. That was dinner every day. Horrible oh, yeah. stuff. Talk, yes. talk. Yeah, talking shop. Like, oh, yep. he had this bed store that was this big and past the crazy honey. You know, <laughs> every day. And all three of us would be like, Mom, shut up. What are you doing? We're trying to eat. <laughs> Every day. Oh, my gosh. Scott, what uh, were you going to ask? I don't even know. <laughs> wow. We got him silenced. That's a first. <laughs> this, this is going downhill. <laughs> um. oh. <coughs> well, I, yeah, the one thing I want to touch on you know, you got a lot of flack for saying the garage industry is dying. Um, and I, you know, I've been thinking about that for quite a while. You know, the whole model industry you know, as a whole. And I think it's not dying. I think we are entering into a new phase that's probably going to explode this hobby. That's what I was I really, trying to say. <laughs> I really believe that. Yeah, I, I sent you a picture. You put that picture up in here. If 1945, this was what you got when you bought a monogram model kit. It's a freaking block of balsa, a bunch of sheets of balsa and cardboard. And you pretty much had to carve the damn thing. <laughs> yeah. That was modeling back in the 1940s. And if you think about it, you know, when, you know, Hawk, Lindbergh, the early ones started doing injection products that were injection molded plastic in the late 50s, early 60s, look what happened to this hobby. It exploded. And now I think we are heading into a third phase with 3D printing. I don't think the garage kit industry is going to go away. I think that all these people like me who... You know, are all thumbs. They couldn't sculpt the damn thing to save his life, but enjoys modeling. I can go buy a print. I can go buy a. I can go buy a STL file. I can hire somebody 
to make an SPL file for something that I've always wanted, and I can print it at home, and I can sell it to other people, or I can sell the file. And I think that's going to explode, and we're going to see a lot of crossover with the, I think we're going to see a lot of crossover with the guys doing minis, because the same sites they're going to get these files for minis, they're also going to get, you know, science fiction models. But look at CG Trader and some of these other sites. You know, the styrene industry is still there. It's hanging on by the edge. Uh, AMT, MTC, you know, round two. How many years did we go without having a new Star Wars kit? And now how many do we have this year? You know, they're, they're being pulled along with this now. Yeah. They know they got to invest in tooling. They have to invest in new products. Yeah. You might be the best person to ask, actually. How many plastic model companies are left? Like, you got who's left? Ravel left because they bought, got bought out by a German company, right? Or yeah. who? Ravel is Ravel Germany only. Okay. Lindbergh, that's part of round two now. Tom Lowe owns that. He owns uh, MPC. He owns AMT. Um. Limburg, and he—I I know he has the, the the old Hawk tooling as well. Okay, I mean, pretty much all that is consolidated into round like, two. Okay, yeah. Because I remember when I started doing I the one year that I I did a model club <laughs> at school, and I had gotten donations from people and bought a ton of kits, and was doing a club after school with with my students, and I was asked I was looking for the companies to try and get donations because bunch of poor kids it's my old my neighborhood and it was hard to kind of track down who owned what at that like it was right around when i think Ravel got bought by Ravel germany like i went yeah. and then oh my god my brain just broke play now had gotten some of the others is it Ertl? who has Ertl? um i think i think that's tommy okay i think tommy owns them now okay so some like it all kind of got and at the same time testers was going away kind of too with their stuff so there's this huge kind of make and it's kind of interesting to see what's left of that kind of consolidation right yeah because testers owned they owned the tooling for hawk and they did reboxing for hazigawa okay and, uh it was psc what's the, i can't think of the brand name now the italian and rustoleum they, owns testers yeah. Now, correct. Okay. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so different. I have a question. So different. So Thomas Lowe owns round two. Yep. Thomas Lowe originally owned Polar Lights playing Mantis. Yep. But then he sold it. He right? sold that to round two. They bought it. They bought the company. And then he went and worked with them for a couple of years as a VP as part of the contract. He shut everything down here in South Bend. Okay. Then, I said play now. I meant round two. I was thinking Seinfeld. Play now is this company George oh. used to work at. <laughs> Mandalay. Yeah. So, no, that's his fake company. Play now is the uh, company. Never mind. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so then they they wanted to get out of the whole. They pretty much bought. My understanding is they bought them out because they wanted the Johnny Lake. Because they had Racing Champions, which was the big competitor. Mm -hmm. So they were buying out the competition. They just wanted the Johnny Lightning. Because most of the business there was the Johnny Lightning Rake little diecast card. And 
you know, the polar lights thing, that was Tom's, that was Tom's pet project. That, that was his love. He loved, you know, the, the old EMT cats, the, you know, that was, he kind of kept that going. That was my understanding that I got from the people working at the time. So, uh, you know, one, racing champions and, and, uh, uh, the whole round two buyout. Or not the whole round two, but the whole um, racing champions buyout. They pretty much killed off the Johnny Lightning cars and sold that off. And then they start they started really cutting back on investments in the in the styrene stuff, you know, the model kit. And at that point, Tom left, and then he started buying everything back. It, wow. You know, it it cut rate prices probably. Yeah. And <laughs> started up round two, and then he bought the. The, the trademark for Auto World, which was like a major mail order catalog back in the 60s and 70s. So that's the Auto World, but that's their retail store. And they actually opened up a small retail store here in Mishawaka, the neighboring city. And that ran for a couple of years while he was getting round two going. What hobby store is left in South Bend, Mishawaka area? Uh, we have a hobby town that's over in Granger, which is real close to here that's pretty much it i went because we have a place in in michigan city and there was i just a place we have a place in michigan city and we i went out to south bend like a few years ago and i found like a gaming store like games workshop miniatures that kind of thing that had a ton of paint and everything but i can't for the life of me right now remember the name of it uh up in roseland which is just north of south bend notre dame's on the north end right okay yep Right up on the north side of town. Yeah, that yep. was it. Because I remember we had to go. It was right on the border of Michigan, like right. Yeah, there. my kids go up there for the D and D stuff. Yeah, yeah, man, because it's weird. Like even I was looking for hobby stores these days. Is just you don't find them. It's yeah. it's really hard to come across. And if you do, it's a lot of times RC or yeah, you know. But our is your hobby town good? Uh, it's mostly RC. We opened up a second storefront that had more hobby, more bottle stuff, but they really scaled that back. See, ours got bigger, and they mm-hmm. added like a huge model. Like they do have a huge model and paint section now at at the one, and they're all independently owned. I used to ma- manage a hobby town in college down in Normal, but oh, they went a biz like they went a business. I think after I had graduated and left. Yeah, um, great management. It wasn't my fault. I was. Not the owner. Nothing <laughs> <laughs> All right, go put some lipstick on, dude. <laughs> there you no, don't, because it'll all crash again. Don't do oh, that. No. Wait till no, Dave no. is done, then we'll play with the makeup effects. <laughs> but so it was, uh, he would kind of rely on me. Like he had, he was just, I want to open a hobby store. And I think he was more into the RC stuff in planes and cars. And a lot of those guys that do that have no idea about some of the model stuff. So he was trying to hire guys that were like a model guy, a guy that was a train guy. So you kind of kind of did that. And so he didn't know anything about about garage kits back then. And I would kind of bring him in and show. I remember being able to order out of the computer, the geometric stuff and get that put into the store, like the the Star Trek stuff, the Giver stuff and some and some of the other things that were around then. But at our hobby town, it's mostly all plastic. There's no. There's no other yeah. stuff other than that, but yeah, I remember my first Waterfest was '99. I was still living in Bloomington at the time, and 
was on the bulletin board for polar lights and everyone was going to meet down there. Well, you know, two hour drive for me there. Yeah. And holy crap. I mean, we just went down for the day, you know, thinking we're going to be there a couple hours. <laughs> and, and 99 was like at the height. That's pinnacle. Pinnacle. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm still kicking myself because I, you know, we got down, we went on a Sunday and I still remember, I think it was Ashton Hobbies had a Phantom of the Opera kit, and they were shutting down. This was like their last show. So they had four of this Phantom of the Opera where he's coming down dressed as a... the, oh, the Mask of the Red Mask Death. Mask of the Red yeah. Death, yep. Yeah. Sunday afternoon, they were selling those 40 bucks a piece. I yep. have the same fucking regret. I didn't yeah. buy one that day, and I, I remember he was blowing them out, and I was like, yeah. no, nah, I'll find one there. I have not gotten one. I've been wanting that kit since yeah, and have not yeah. bought it. Same regret. Yeah. Oh, my God. And I remember people walking out of there with, like, two and three of them. Like, oh, hey, we got our mask of the red death. Yeah. And I'm like. And I didn't, I didn't know to bring that much cash, so I didn't have enough cash with me to do it. And I'm like, oh, well, I'll see that again. Yeah. Yeah. No. Nope. <laughs> and he disappeared. I n- I've never seen him again. Um, yeah. Like, forgot it. His last name was, like, impossible to pronounce, but. Or in yeah. or something like that. But it's uh, someone can leave it in the comments below. The correct yeah. pronunciation. He was a nice guy. He was a, he was a good guy. Man, well, I totally remember that. I totally. That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. So I came back the next year, brought the wife, uh, and then for a few years we did like a family trip every year. We'd do the Kentucky Kingdom on Friday. I do the show on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, we did that for quite a few years. Uh, so I was kind of the guy lurking on the sidelines because I'm in, I got kids in tow. So yeah. every year there was another kid in the Horvath group. Yeah. So let's yeah. for like, people who don't so, know, why do they call you Big Daddy, Dave? Uh, that started on the Polar Lights board. Okay. And I just to be funny, I, I picked the username Dupa Dave, which is Polish. I was Polish for butt. My grandma used to. Yep. <laughs> It's so time to wipe met- your dupa. I remember that. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. I so like, you got called that you know, a lot. Yeah, they're like, you know what that means, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay. So they actually had a contest on the Polar Lights board for me to pick a new name for me. <laughs> so Russ Hooten picked Big Daddy Dave because at that time I, I had just had a newborn. My second daughter was born. Okay. Little did we know, you know, I got eight kids now. <laughs> So I kind of grew, in, I grew into the name. That's amazing. But, but you know, at Wonderfest, I'm the guy who was on the sidelines, wishing I could play with the big kids because you know, there's Ed <laughs> Balky holding court in the lounge, you know, smoking cigars, mooning people, and I'm laughing my ass off. And my wife's like dragging me by my ear. Yeah, <laughs> get, get out of here. <laughs> yeah. So little did yeah. she know what she'd walk into at my house. So. <laughs> <laughs> She's a good sport. I, I have, wow. Really yeah, good sport. That was our that was our anniversary getaway last year. Was coming to the cookout. I am I'm so surprised sorry. there's not another kid in the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But I I, I, I again I want to say thank you for like perpetuating the like propagating the speci- species species, <laughs> propagating models out to kids because I think you had a, one of the most inspiring pictures, and I can't put it up here because of YouTube rules. But you had a picture of everyone at your house, all the kids building models, and 
working on stuff just like a work. Could you explain? Cause I think this is something and, and Dan Cherney sent an email a couple episodes back talking about what have we done to kind of get new people into this. And you're one of those people that has done it and your kids are doing this sort of thing. So first of all, what do your kids think of you and all of this madness? How have you kept them or got them interested in some of this? And to see, like, I'm not, I wish guys, everyone, girls, that you could see this picture. It, like, I'm pretty dead inside. And when I saw this, it was like one of the greatest things I ever said was just all these kids building and painting things. And it, it goes back yeah. to my job. But it it's is. when you're seeing building no, models, it's, it's a like sweatshop. Oh. It's a polar light round two sweatshop. Okay. Here, kids, build this. <laughs> build it. Build it. There'll be no food. So how do you keep them interested in, like, are, do they think you're crazy? Are they happy you do this stuff? Just a quick synopsis uh, of that. They, they know. I, they know I've, I've been doing this since I was a little kid. And they're all, all my kids are artistic in some way. Most of them are graphic arts, computer arts. And, you know, they, I have, you know, cut their teeth on Ray Harryhausen movies and Universal Films and bad, cheesy. Yeah movies you know since they were young and you know when we go to the shows they love it they just love seeing everything um and engaging with the people that are there um my my daughter my oldest daughter lucy she was at one point thinking about going to art college and then and you punched her and said don't do that <laughs> no i didn't i didn't i said I well, as an yeah, art teacher i would say <laughs> 20, it was like 2016. I showed up with her and my son Sam, my oldest two, and we went over. We were talking. She was talking to Frank D. Okay. And Frank spent. It was I don't know what, how it was this slow. <laughs> he spent over 40 minutes talking to my daughter. <laughs> Nobody wants to talk to him. Okay, that's why. All right. Yeah, okay. you know, talking about art that, And I'm going to tell you something too. In about 10 years, you better keep her away from him. Okay. So <laughs> 10, 10 years. But you know, in a nutshell, he pretty much told her in today's day and age, you know, this is him having been, you know, let go by Disney studios when they shut down the Orlando studios for animation. He said, find yourself a solid day job and do this for the love of it. That's and my that's advice what, to all my kids. That's what she's done. Same, same. And worked well. Yeah, uh, I got two high school seniors, Aaron and Grace, that are they're probably going to go into graphic arts, you know, for college or junior college, whatever. And you know, they're already doing commission work for people online. They both have uh, online graphic novels, comics that they're doing. Online. That's great. That is so great to hear it. Like, um, mm. but, you know, every once, you know, every other month we'll. When we can round them all together, it's like herding feral cats. We get the kids <laughs> together and we just do a model night. And we'll sit and watch a really crappy movie and just sit there and paint models. And you know, that's kind of always been part of our family life. Um, I, I've grabbed a couple guys from work. We've done model nights with guys from work, uh, adult yeah. beverages included. Uh, <laughs> do they do? Do they suffer from that typical dad? You're an idiot. Or do they really genuinely like think you're cool? Like deep down, you think they get Why it. Why are you like, trying to set this guy up? No, I'm like just saying, because I know my, okay. like, I always thought my dad was a goof, or, but he is. But I know most kids just think their parents are weird. Or do they, do you think deep down, they're like, my dad's awesome and 
one day, like, you know what I mean? Why don't we march them in one by one and they can... We should ask them. You know. <laughs> hey, get down here. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. If nope. that went over the line, I don't know. It... They've all been chloroformed already. Okay, so good. good. All right. <laughs> They're out. <laughs> Bedtime. <laughs> no, I, I bring me the next one. Yeah. I see the artwork that they're doing and the things they're interested in. You know, my daughter Grace is wanting to put some stuff together because we're going to have a booth at Wonderfest this year. We're going to have a table with my stuff and their stuff. They're going to do some artwork that they're going to have. You know, Grace is wanting to put together some uh, Edgar Allan Poe inspired stationery and prints. And, you know, I look at the stuff that they're doing now and there's no way I can. And yeah. they're only high school fresh or seniors. You know? Yeah. It's just crazy. They, they must have picked it I up. Think, I think a simpler way to put my question is, how many times did they roll their eyes at you? Oh, daily. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Where they're like, oh, geez, shut up, Dan. Like, they, okay. They, they get it. They, yeah, they like that, it. That's they, great. Uh, they, we got to talk. Maybe you should. We, we got to figure how out. How many of this. them are watching this show? Oh, my two oldest. Actually, my three oldest. I know for sure watch. Yeah, our subscribers. So, so yeah. they were upset that I wasn't there this year to meet me and, you know. Lucy was asking for you. So. She was with Scott this year. And, oh, you know. man. Yeah. Whatever. You met her last, the year before. Yeah. I haven't been told <laughs> the year before. So. Oh, man. I'm bringing, three, I'm bringing three more down, or two more down this year. So Cool. He brings two Sorry. and he makes one. He brings two and he makes one. He brings two. <laughs> That kind of brings us to why why are you getting a table for yourself? What do you have to sell? I what did you do? I, <laughs> I I came back from Wonderfest like I do every year, totally stoked up and fired up. My daughter was totally stoked up and fired up. And I I have always wanted to start producing a garage kit, but I've never been able to sculpt. I don't have that type of skill. My daughter, she's trying to learn how to do 3D sculpting, but I figured that was going to be years down the road. And I was on a Facebook group that I, I joined because of I, I got a 3D printer a year ago, a little over a year and a half ago. Started printing crap like crazy. That's more than paid for itself. And one of these groups had a guy posting for commission work for doing files. And he had this, this really, I mean, it was a, great it wasn't spectacular it was a pretty darn good likeness of um you know magnum pi i'm selling that's cool yeah all right and i'm like interesting and then he's i start reading the comments and what he's charging for this and he's overseas and i figure well let's give this guy a shot and, and he he was charging 25 bucks to sculpt just the head and if you wanted a bust, it was 15 bucks more US. So I started messaging the guy. I'm like, hey, is this, how does this work? <laughs> <laughs> and, he's, you know, and he's messaging me back and saying, well, I can work up a file. You know, send me some reference photos of what you want. I can work up a file. I'll send you some pictures of the file rendering. If you like it, you pay me for it. You know, PayPal, friends and family. And I'll send you a, a Google Docs link so you can download the file. And I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> I figured I've always wanted a sculpt of Captain Kangaroo. 
all I mean that that is like a very personal thing for me because when I grew up, not to get too personal here, but uh, we had a very dysfunctional family when I was growing up as a kid. Uh, my dad was physically, mentally abusive. Mom was very passive, and wasn't the greatest time. And during that time period in the late 60s, early 70s, every morning after dad went to work for school, I had this guy on TV who was kind, he was gentle, he was loving, he was positive, he was everything you always want in a dad. Yeah. Like a surrogate father, Captain Kangaroo, Bill Keishan. Um, and that's that was my first male role model, positive male role model. And I always thought I would love to have a sculpt with him. And so I, I got this guy some pictures. And the guy's in Vietnam. He's quite, uh, I can't pronounce his last name. <laughs> Link his Facebook on because he's looking for commissions. And I want to get this guy some. Okay, more. we will. That was great. I shoot him pictures. And he, um, he sends me back a rough draft within like 24 hours of a, of a bust within 24 hours. And I'm like, <laughs> In a 12 hour time change, when the hell is this guy sleeping? You know? <laughs> so he sent this thing that, and it was rough. It was okay. So at this point, I'm like 40 or 25 bucks into it for the head. So I, I messaged him back and I said, let's go ahead and do a bus, but can you tweak this and this and this? And I'll pay you, uh, you know, 60 bucks for it. He's like, oh, okay. You know, he's all excited. Within a day, he comes back another with another full bust with the changes made in the face, and it was like freaking spot on on the likeness. And I'm just blown away. And so I ma- I mailed him back. Well, I paid him, and I says, if I give you another sixty bucks, <laughs> it's another point. Can you add these other characters onto the base and a nameplate for me? So I sent him all these pictures. And within a week, he had the thing done. And at that point, I'm like, you know, I'm going to start printing these and selling these. This is this is my this is God saying, hey, you know, this is the time. Yeah, you got a printer. Do it. And I decided I'm going to start doing prints and selling them. And worked up a contract with this guy. And because I had talked to. I'm not going to name names, but I've talked to three other sculptors domestically before this point, you know, over the past two years. Because this has always been in the back of my head. I want to start doing it. Yeah. I'm retiring in nine years. I want something that I can do to keep my brain from, right. you know, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know something to supplement my, my income as I get older when I retire. But just something. Yeah, to, like that's going to happen with eight kids. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Uh, so I, I worked out an agreement with this guy that I'm going to pay him. Well, I'm going to mention numbers. I don't care. Yeah, don't. Yeah, you don't have to say. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm paying him probably four times what he was asking. Okay. Plus twenty percent of everything I sell. Because you know he's a young guy. He's in his twenties. He's married. He's got a young kid. He's living in a well, not third world country, but darn close. Yeah. And that's what I would pay somebody here domestically to do. Yeah, and he's going to work on a commission basis for the percentage, and I'm like, win-win. I'm glad you took the chance. Like, 
And the cool yeah. thing about it is you basically <laughs> bought a garage kit that you've always wanted and just had it made. Right? Like what I would have paid when you would have paid for a kit in the first place, you got what you wanted, which is kind of cool. Scott, go ahead. Sorry. So let me ask you this, because we were on Discord Saturday and neither of you guys were there. We got into this. We're smart. (laughs) Oh my God, it went crazy. And um wait, who are you? What happened? I so it was a Discord conversation that just kind of blew up. Uh Uh-oh. And so I'm going to ask Dave now, when you look at that Captain Kangaroo and you print them and you sell them, you consider that a garage kit. Oh, I, I heard about that. <laughs> or do you consider it a figure bust or a 3D print or, I mean, what do you really consider it? Because, and the reason I'm asking. Traditionally, a garage kit is cast in resin. Right. And, and you know, it's given the name garage because a lot of people did it in their garages. Right. But it's a traditionally molded and cast piece. Yeah. Okay. So a lot of garage kit producers are having a hard time saying that a 3D printed piece is a garage kit. Now, they'll go so far as to say a 3D printed piece that is molded and cast and then cast and re- molded and then cast in resin, you can still call that a garage kit, but can you call a 3D call a 3D print a garage kit? So this was the discussion we had. And we were given we were given all our time really. And he was like, oh my God, you guys are all against me. Because we were just giving him a hard time just because. But um it was you know it was a fun discussion and I kept trying to interject. To me it's all it's another branch of figure mom. Okay. And, and, and ultimately garage kits are figure models. Okay. Or busts, I guess busts would still be figure models, you know? So to me, 3d printed kits are also figure models, but to get so hung up on the word garage kit now, which you're going to see, you know, it's just weird for me. So I was just wondering your opinion, do you consider, 3D stuff now, garage kits or figure kits? You know, how does this fit into the traditional garage kit hobby? I My take on it, and that kind of gets back to what I was talking about with that balsa monogram kit. This is just another method of producing the kit. It's still not a commercially produced kit by major companies. Mm-hmm. It's something that's produced independently by somebody like me, usually unlicensed and being sold on the internet so to me i think that's where the garage kit industry is headed and a lot of people are like oh god no that's not the same thing i think that's look at last year's wonderfest and the year before how many items how many figures how many parts of garage kits are having to be printed because you can print stuff you can't cast and that's why i'm saying I think that's where this hobby is headed, and I think it's going to explode and become even more popular. I 3D printed a part for Jeff Yeager for a kid he's doing. And he was just so grateful to have it because he's like, I would have spent hours sculpting this. Okay. Where now he can just take it. And I sent him like four of them. So if he had to cut it up and, 
you know, because the resin is more brittle, even if he screwed one up, if he had to cut it up into pieces, he could and incorporate it into the PC sculpting. But it's, yeah, that's coming. The, you know, yeah. and uh, the Stan Arts people um, are incorporating 3D with traditional, uh, with their Tauntaun and the um, lab and everything. So it's going to work its way in. It's just a question yeah. of of um, how much, you know, and yeah. to what, you know, and a lot of people say, well, you don't get, you know, the same like you do out of clay. And and I'm okay with it because there's a, there's a part of that to me is true, okay? But there's also a part of me that says you're not looking in the right places because there is beautiful stuff out there, okay? Oh, and yeah. there's crap out there, but there's beautiful stuff out there too. And yeah. Um, and that's why we just did this video on 3D printing, just because a lot of people are asking us for that. You know, I know when you got into it, I think you asked us a zillion questions. Uh, going oh, yeah. in. Okay. <laughs> and a, a couple other people have. And I like to think we inspired a few guys to buy 3D printers. Okay. But we're by no means saying the garage kits and traditional this but, is, I think, where Jason got misunderstood is because everything I said is kind of what David's saying, what I'm saying too. But my question is then to what your discussion was over the weekend: Is Garage Kit an idea or is it a thing? Because Dave just kind of said it. He it Garage Kits were always like the punk rockers of model kits. We're on our yeah. own. We're we're doing things on license. We're we're out here in our garage doing this because we can't find it anywhere else. We're making our own things. Where Limited does Garage run. Kit have to be? And it's a great conversation, I think, to have. It's an interesting conversation. Or does it have to be sculpted, cast? It can't be anything else. Whereas Dave did it. He did. He got his thing he wanted. He made it independently. He's not a big company. He's doing it on his own. It fits that Garage Kit thing. But just because he 3D printed it and sold it that way, you can't call it a Garage Kit. I get, I get the argument both ways. I get it. Yeah. And I get there's yeah. also some, and here I'll get in trouble, there's some jealousy, probably, or some worry that that's going to make the other thing go away. And that's what I was kind of talking about, is that that eventually is going to go away, or it's just going to mix together so much that you won't be able to tell the two apart. And I think that's what Dave is saying. Yeah. And it, you know, for someone like me, that I don't have a lot of time to sit there and, and mess with making a mold. Because I've done resin casting before, you know, I've done a couple of projects on my own for family members, you know, doing the silicone molds and degassing, all that. I don't have time for that. Well, what I do have time for is I can spend 40 minutes while I get home from work, while dinner's getting ready, and the kids are crazy upstairs. I can come downstairs, I can take a print off the plate, clean it off, throw it in the wash, do a rinse, you know, let it dry out. Next night, I can throw that thing in my my curing booth, and yeah, done. Yeah, and, and I don't invest a whole. I'm, I'm cheap as hell. I'm an absolute cheapskate because I got too many kits. You know, for people, I I'll put the pictures up, but I'm holding it here. This is the kit he's been talking about. Is his Captain Kangaroo, and I'll throw that another big picture up. But man, it is so nice. <laughs> so nice. And so you know, what this, scale is that? You're, you're printing those in quarter scale? Uh, it's a little I, smaller, right? Like 
I think it's like fifth scale. Yeah, I was gonna say it's a little closer right. to fifth. About fifth scale. But have you have you been tempted to print one bigger just to see? Hey, uh, I did on the original version. I did one that was a little bit bigger. Without this is the original base that it had, mm-hmm. and this thing barely fit on the on the Saturn print. Oh well, see, you need a Jupiter then. So <laughs> tell my wife that. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, she can come next time you come out this way. Yeah, she come to the basement now and see the oh, Jupiter saw, and the saw, two Saturns. Okay, you did. You had your Jupiter at that point, and she looked right. at it. Right, yeah, but only one Saturn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was like, "That's huge." I'm like, I know. I have a quick question. What resin did you? What resin are you using? Uh, I'm using the Sunlu, and I'm using the plant base. Really? Yeah. I I have exclusively used plant base the whole time I've been printing. Really? Okay. I love it. I love it. You can you can compost it. Huh? It's soy based. And Jason will eat it. it- yeah. <laughs> Um, Jamie yells at me for eating garbage all the time. I got yelled at for picking something off the floor or something the other day. I don't know. But. Well, I did, well, like last, uh, last, yeah, it was last year. I did that uh, Howl's Moving Castle. Yeah, that was that was the one I did. And that whole thing, there's no metal supports in those legs on that. That was all supported by those spindly, and it was all the. Yeah, this is cool. Yeah, I would have never guessed. I'm gonna have to give a bottle of that a try. Yeah, I love it. The odor, there's like hardly any odor to it. Yeah. But, you know, so I don't is... want to take any credit, but are we the ones that steered you into this 3D printing thing? I mean... Oh, of course you were. I started watching you guys during COVID, mm-hmm. during the early shows, and then I started catching up, and my son, Samuel, he's li- he lives up in Detroit, he has like three res- or a filament printers. But he's been doing this for a couple of years, and he kept telling me and my wife, you guys got to get a 3D printer. And I've always been interested. And then I saw you guys using the resin printers. And I started looking into those and thought, wow, that's really cool stuff. And uh, our company got bought out about two years ago, like right around the same time. And everyone that was with the company got a bonus from the owners during the sale. So I got a really, really nice bonus. And I told my wife, you know, I've been there 20 20 plus years, I'm going to buy myself something nice with part of this bonus. <laughs> so I went out and bought a Saturn. Nice. After researching all this stuff, and then I, I would say, if you compare what I would spend at Wonder Faster to another show on figures versus what I paid for the printer, that thing paid for itself within six months. Yeah. With the amount of stuff I printed off for myself, for friends, for family members, uh, it more than paid for itself. Yeah. And I, I went out, I just bought another, I bought a Saturn 8K. <laughs> they had them on sale. Yeah. Like, well, I'll have two, so if I'm going to start doing these, I, need, I can print back to back here. Yeah. But this may shock a lot of people that are into 3D resin printing. I don't have a cure station. I don't have a wash station. Um, I mean, my wash station, I got a like a plastic bowl that I use for the pre-wash. And then I have one of those big Rubbermaid jugs. That I, that just about everything that fits on my print bed will fit in there. Load that thing up and put the lid on, and I just agitate it for about three minutes. That's Works. my wash station. And that's it the works. thing. That's the cool thing about it. it can be done on the cheap. What do you yeah, use for? How do you cure your pieces? What do you do? Uh, my cure station. Um, 
actually, when we walk over. Oh, that'd be awesome. You can edit this out. No, so we're leaving it because it'll yeah. give people. No, because inevitably you'll knock something down. It'll be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's my print station there, and this is just made out of two by two with quarter inch plywood. I mean, it's nothing fancy. And then my cure station is just this, you know, Facebook Marketplace cabinet I bought for thirty bucks, and I have a. It's like a twenty dollar UV floodlight. Okay. That I found on Amazon. So I'm going to stop you right there. Yeah. That is probably actually better. And I think it's the same similar to what Jamie Sai does. That light is probably stronger than what the any cubic thing yeah. is. So you're, that's, I almost want to do that. <laughs> and I just, you know, the whole thing is just lined with foil. And yeah. then I got a little, you know, $20 turntable I got on Amazon. It, yeah, I got less than probably 100 bucks in this whole thing. There you go. And it doubles the storage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's important. That's and then, important. you know, for my wash station, I just use my air, my spray booth. But that's, that's my wash. Yeah. Right there. No, that's, that's great to see. That is really good to see because, again, it's, it's what works for you. And that's what I think the cool part of this hobby is. If it works for you, it works. Then you can do it any way you need to. Yeah. That's great. And those chip, I use those little chip brushes too when I'm washing because you can yeah. get down in the hills to get all that out. And I bought one of the little dental LED lights that Scott's always showing. Yeah. You know, the, throw it up so you don't have stuff running out your rear end like Scott. And <laughs> I've tried to cure it, but it's not. <laughs> you know, His I, poor I, O ring. His poor O ring. <laughs> just a UV light right up there. <laughs> I want to know how many people. Lois went and told that story to oh, after she, she got and said, this I, I guy, guess. okay. Lois was, Lois was very apprehensive to come to this cookout last year because she was like, I don't know these people. I don't know what's going on. She hadn't watched the show. I have not seen my wife laugh that much and have that good of a time. You know, the wife, you know, girlfriends, they all hit it off immediately. Mm -hmm. I have not seen Lois laugh that much. The entire time I've been married. He's married to me. I mean. You're a funny guy. That if oh Everybody, please go think, follow Dave Horvath on you, Facebook. Cause I, he's got and, the I best mean, really, memes. He's got the you, best you, memes. You'd think, too. Eight kids, she's seen you naked enough. She'd have enough laughs. Okay. But no. Okay. Oh, man. His kids watch this, Scott. Oh, well, I'm glad boy. she had a good time, though. I, yeah. I'm glad she had a good time. And yep. uh, So you just did. So, you had another announcement about Wonderfest, I think you wanted to. Or oh yeah um so we got a, we got a table and we're gonna i'm already working with my sculptor on a bunch of other stuff i'm gonna have some like refrigerator magnet size stuff some other stuff uh, my kids are going to be doing some artwork that they're going to be selling and i actually got the last suite they had available for room so i'm gonna make that available to anybody from the model club tv family you guys want to come up on Friday, Saturday night? That's my uh, we used to do this during the polar lights days. Where are you locking your kids up at <laughs> while we're all there? Because you well, know, like, no, nothing is kids. safe around. We just me. chloroform them again. It's all right. They get you. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Have no, some Benadryl. Have some chloroform. All, only the eighteen and older kids are going to be there. Okay. okay. So. <laughs> Jason will be sneaking them. Jameson's here. Your dad won't see. Shut you up! Here, shut up! Shut up! 
So we'll be probably showing bad movies, and uh, I'm going to try and get some of the old Polaroids, Bolton board people, and Clubhouse people in there too. Yeah, the one thing I've I've noticed because we I didn't come back to Winterfest for about a ten year stretch there when we had yeah. Kids. Yeah, we came back in 2016, and then like three years ago, I started coming regularly again. And I've noticed that with, and it's not their fault, but the way the hotel has been reorganized since yep. the 90s, they eliminated that whole covered area next to the pool, put the workout room in there, the second dealer room is in there now. That used to be all open if you weren't back right. in the day. That was the and good place to be. Everybody would congregate down there after hours, and they would do the iron model right next to the pool. I mean, yeah. like right next to the pool, and people would be sitting there in lawn chairs, heckling and drinking. And so I don't know if you saw, but there's a plant. They're gonna part of their construction is they're gonna be changing the bar again and redoing a lot of the hotel. So it'll be interesting to see if they do open that up more to the way it used to be to have yeah. a big area for people, but. I'm not, I don't know if it'll be done next year or not, but I did see like a map of what they're planning on doing. Okay. And, and so I'm kind of, maybe it'll go back to the way it was, but dude, the fact that you're getting a suite, that's awesome. <laughs> I will yeah. be there for sure. And I will, <laughs> I'll help you out with that. Too, maybe. BYOB. So <laughs> yeah, I'll bring you some booze. So not I'll a problem bring, for him. I'll bring some apple pie. I'll make huh? a batch of apple pie and bring that down. <laughs> Um, what's the best way to get a hold of you for anything people want to pick up a Captain Kangaroo or then do you want to give any hints at the kits that are coming or do you want to uh, leave that under wraps for now? Why not? Why okay. Not? Um, the next thing I've got coming up, hopefully by next month is going to be, uh, Carl Kolchak, Night Stalker. Very cool. Uh, it's a pose I haven't seen. There have, I know. I realize there have been a lot of garage kits of that. Wait, you know what? You haven't even said the name of your company yet. Of what? Oh, Nostalgic Resin Production. Awesome. Okay. Um, and out of the four or five that I that I know of, everyone the likeness hasn't quite been there. The ones that are close looks like he's taking a dump. You know. <laughs> So I'm well, trying, 3D printed uh, toilet, stick them on there. Wow. I told Floyd, my sculptor, I says, I, this character is going to be really hard to get the likeness because he has a unique face. And I says, I want to do one where he's smiling. Because I've never seen that before. Yeah. Where he is doing finishing touches on it. I should have that done. So he should have that ready for me, hopefully by the end of the month. And then I'll start cleaning stuff up and maybe hopefully training by next month and I'll start posting that. Uh, we do have a Facebook group for that. All the links will be there. Yep. Okay. Um, and after will this that, be a bust or a figure? It's going to be a full figure. Okay. Uh, it's from the werewolf episode at the very end where he's sitting on the suitcases recording his final closing thoughts of the show. <laughs> so that's what we're doing for that one. And then hopefully by December, if everything goes to plan and I, I get enough cash flow going, <laughs> um, I want to do uh, George and Mary from It's a Wonderful Life. So I got I got um, movie shamed the other day. In a peculiar situation. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, yeah, I found a photo that I have not seen before, like a still from that movie and from that scene. And I'm thinking this would make a really neat dual figure kit. And hopefully I'll have that ready by Christmas time or awesome. before Dece- around December. Yeah, and I would like to further shame Jason in the fact that he's never seen the movie. Okay. It's a wonderful life. I have only seen a par like 10 seconds of it. <laughs> this is Jamie's homework. Is it sit you down with a I don't think Jamie's ever seen it. Hang on. Jamie, have you seen It's a Wonderful Life? Oh, she has seen it. She says she loves it. Okay. All right. I haven't seen it. <laughs> oh, it's a good movie. It's a great movie. One of my favorites. Yeah, now she just screamed going. down, I have to watch it at Christmas. Oh, God. Hey. Now she's going to scream down in the opening voice going, Will you stop bothering me? My stories are on. Okay. She is probably movie. watching LMN. <laughs> okay. I think she's gone. You kicked her out? No, I still hear her creaking around. Okay. Well, I want to thank Dave, too, for all his support. Uh, a few gifts that I've gotten. Um some good. He, some, he said, he said these are not all. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> See, you know, Scott knows how to dig you, stab you in the side without with while smiling at you. What? Well, the, the you said, said you, repeat yourself, Dave, because I don't even think Scott heard what you said. Oh, I, I, he said some, not all. <laughs> <laughs> well, not I got a foot with lint in it, for God's sake. Okay. <laughs> Can you hold that up for people? New listeners, viewers might not have ever seen the foot. That what Dave... makes you think I even have this thing nearby? <laughs> oh, you do. I know you do. This you appreciate it. Notice the toe jam if you, you can. Other side. Oh, yeah. yeah. There you go. <laughs> Right. And for people who don't know, Scott has a crazy aversion to feet, which makes not to mention. I, I hate to see the rest of whose ever foot this is. Okay, okay, but then, but then, Dave sent me this, uh, and modeled it after my pup I lost two years ago, almost now. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I have that sitting. That's that's a little more visible than the foot, Dave. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, man, th- this hobby, you meet some really great people, and, and Dave, you are one of them. And oh. we want to thank you for everything so far. This has been right, just. Right back at you guys. Yeah. Uh, you got us through COVID. Oh, cool. You got us through COVID. <laughs> and that... So far. Who knows what's coming? <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Well, my stepson just got it for the second time. So I think I'm, yeah. So. Dave, thank you for joining us. This has been amazing. Any last contact info, best place to find you. You have your, just lay it all out there. Yeah. Uh, best is my email, bigdaddydave1965 at protonmail.com. That's cool. my, my best contact info. Excellent. And the Facebook group again? It's Nostalgic Resin Creations. Seriously, have a wonderful rest of the day. Thank you for putting up with Scott screwing up the Zoom meeting for 45 minutes. We appreciate uh, it. <laughs> it gave me a chance to sober up a little bit, so that's good. <laughs> wow. Well, we love you guys. Uh, thank you for all that you guys do. You and, you're welcome. And, for the hobby, and 
I know there's a lot of people I've turned on to your your podcast that think you guys are hilarious. So oh, okay. <laughs> if anyone out there is having fertility issues, um, I think Dave will donate sperm for a small fee. Um, and why not? Yeah, Brian Clark sells plasma. Okay, <laughs> let's just let's sell out bodily fluids. I, I, I love getting spam at work. You know, you get the male enhancement spam email. I just re- <laughs> respond back with a family photo. You know, <laughs> yeah. I wonder what fluid I could donate. What? But it ain't brain fluid. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. With that, thanks, Dave. We'll see you later, man. All right. Have a good night. Thank you, guys. Take care. How'd you We're think back. it went? We're back. What'd you think? Dave's a great guy. Great dude. Great. He's dude. been a great supporter of the show. And I hope he's feeling well. Uh, yeah. I. And another one we've converted to the evil of 3D printing. <laughs> yep. I, I'm really happy I met Dave. He's a really good dude. And it, I think the world needs more good, normal people. And he's one of them. I wish I was. <laughs> But I will learn to be a better human through David Orbeck, I think. So thank you for joining us. I Again, all his links, Nostalgic Resin Productions, other stuff, all that's going to be down below. Uh, hit him up. Some great stuff. And I am going to be still doing a What's in the Box with the Captain Kangaroo kit. Just kind of fell off the track here. So thanks, Dave, for joining us. We really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, it barely made last episode. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. Emails, voicemails, and corrections. Scott, do we have any corrections? Yeah, <laughs> if you don't like the word boomer when it's not being used derogatory, tough shit. Okay. All right. That works. That that works. You know what? And I and I you're usually the hardcore guy, but that was so stupid. I... <laughs> Wait a minute, I'm usually the hardcore guy. What is what does that mean? You know what it means. You know what it means. All right. All right, voicemails, we're going to play them. All right, we're going to do our first voicemail, which is, we don't know who sent this, um, but we appreciate this voicemail. Uh, we have the phone number of the person that sent it, but please leave a comment. Let us know who you are so we can thank you next episode. Uh, we appreciate the support here. So I'm going to play it. Here we go. Hey, Model Clubbers, uh, this is going out to you. Uh, I noticed that we have over a thousand subscribers on our favorite uh, YouTube channel here. But when I go through and look at the number of likes that these videos get, a lot of them are under a hundred. How about smash that like button, get this out there a little bit more, and we'll see if we can make uh, some trending videos here for the the time and effort that Jason and Scott put into these episodes every couple of weeks. Thanks, guys, and. Uh, we appreciate it. Thanks. Awesome. First of all, you're welcome. We, I put a lot of effort into this show. Uh, whoa, whoa. <laughs> whoa. Scott's effort consists of showing up 10 minutes before <laughs> and then being the talent, whoa. which I, I, hey, the massive talent that it takes to, like, I get it. I, I, you know, no, without Scott, this show would be nothing. So I get it. Um, thank you. Yes, please. Our likes. We don't get a lot of likes. So if you are there, please hit that like button. It helps a little bit here and there. But that was very kind of you to do that. Because I feel weird asking for that all the time. And I'm pretty sure Scott does too. So 
it's just weird that people even watch this still. And we have a thousand forty now, I think, or thirty. Oh, that third. I don't know. Whatever it is, it still feels weird to me. Anyway, thank you, Scott. Comment. Uh, yeah, no, thanks. Uh, I appreciate the comment. Like he says, hit that like button. There's seven hundred views on just the uh, the video on the, the uh, 3D printing stuff. There's like thirty likes. Well, maybe they hate it. Like, maybe they were all boomers oh. mad at us. More, more mad boomers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I should go look at the dislikes. Maybe it's six hundred and fifty mad oh. boomers. But uh, yeah, but awesome. Thank you. Well, Scott, we asked for it. He's back. Oh, boy. Get out your Ouija boards, everybody. Here we go. Boo! It's me, John. John Tucky from the grave. You want to interview me? Bullshit. I'm not here to boost your ratings. I am here to make sure the hobby doesn't suffer from the blab fest I call bottle flub. With my death comes unbridled truth rummaging around the Scott's garage late last night. And let me tell you, I have never seen such an uninspiring pile of resin and plastic. <laughs> Scott, why is it that not one of those kids has ever seen primer, much less a coat of paint? Correct me if I'm wrong, but you guys do host a podcast about model kids, right? So when the hell is building and painting going to take place? I mean, come on. Eventually, you might have modeling on your on your uh, modeling club, right? Oh, and let's not forget Buck Jason Walker, too. So, Scott, when you're in your garage, do you ever feel a cold chill, a breeze that you can't explain? No. Uh, he said he was rubbing, rubbing around your garage. Like, well, I know, but you uh, should realize it's all in my basement, so uh, our caller is not researching well. Okay. <laughs> That's okay. Wait, no! He... There is some stuff in your garage model kit. Yes, yeah, that's not mine though. Yeah, it's not yours. So maybe that uninspiring that's not Scott's kits in the there garage. Yeah. Those are someone so, else's. Take that, John. Take yeah. that. <laughs> John. I We love hearing from you, John. I, yeah, we do. I, I <laughs> trust me. I do. We don't even I mean, have to do a seance and John comes and we need to get I don't know what gonna, you did to John, but But yeah, dude, I don't know. Oh, I know what I did. I, I remember. I think you could probably go see those clubhouse posts somewhere. If you Google Nerve 31 on the clubhouse and John Tucky or whatever, I, there were some arguments that were. Don't that, Google me and John. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. Emails. Uh, this one goes out to our uh, Grail Mail from last week. And I just want to say uh, this came from uh, Kurt from Kurt and Kurt Krause. And I'm going to leave one name out so that no one gets pestered right now. Um, Ray LeGrant was looking for two Saturn limited LTD, whatever we decided on. I don't remember outer limits kits. Phil had both of those and another built and painted. Uh, not sure when, but eventually uh, they will be a way to get those kits. I think uh, there was, with some of uh, Phil's collection going up for sale. So keep an eye out for that. We'll let you know when it happens, probably if there's a way to get some of that stuff. Uh, but he does have a lot of rare stuff, a lot of built in painted things. Scott probably knows a little more than what the email says, 
And I don't know if you're allowed to say anything, but just keep an eye out. There may be a sale happening. Yeah, keep an eye out, so, and uh, I'll forward that email to the uh, proper person that's helping out with that. Okay. So, All right. Yeah, we don't want that person <laughs> bombed with, oh, yeah. not bombed because I don't want to get uh, attacked with, you know, pestered. Let's do that. All right. We have a couple from, uh, we have one from Mike Ziamba and one from Mike Zizik. I got it right this time, I think. All right, here we go. From Mike DZ. Hello, Jason and Scott. While I don't have a 3D resin printer, at your suggestion, I did purchase some UV resin to fill some of the gaps in my 3D printed resin kits. Works really well. I also purchased some clear UV resin, which I saw someone using to make drool and drips on models. It works great for that. My question to both of you, can you can one use the UV resin to fill gaps on a styrene kit? I have tried it on one or two kits, but as long as I build up the gaps slowly, it seems to work. I wanted to know if anyone is doing this with their styrene kits. I, I don't know. I'd like to try that, actually. I know I've used it to fill the the uh, the the layer lines on 3D printed plastic filament, and then mm-hmm. sand it, and it works fine. So I don't see why it wouldn't work on a plastic kit. Just make sure you cure it right, and it should be okay. I don't, I can't think of something that would go wrong. Like I don't think it's going to melt the plastic. It does get hot when it cures. That's the only thing I can think of. Is if it got too hot, it could melt detail. But I don't think it gets hot enough to do that. And Real quick, I'll, I'll mention too. When you're buying 3D prints or you're doing something like that, please be aware that what cures the resin is a UV light. So, yeah, you don't want to set shit out in your window that's got direct sun for weeks and weeks and weeks because what happens is that resin's going to keep curing until you primer it and seal it. And there are actually UV resistant sealers that. Um, yeah, you can. There are some clear U. For, yes. You know, so clear coat UV sealers. So, I even went. The, it's almost like I got a lab down here. I painted my windows in my basement black. Well, one of two of them. And one I got something over so that light can't get in here at all. Yeah. Well, now, see, I, and I set things like on my desk, but my yeah. blinds are going I have some down. stuff here, but no light gets and, in here at all. And so. so nothing's happened yet to anything, but. It's not sitting in direct sunlight. Right. You got to keep it out of there. Okay. Uh, Continuing. One of the good things about the show is the introduction to new kits and products. I've already purchased all of the dirty down products. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, Products along with the green stuff UV putty. I still need to get some of that. Uh, I have not used it yet, but I have the same question as above. Do you think it will work with styrene kits? Our same answer as to above, probably. I typically use AVs to fill gaps, but it takes quite a bit of time for it to harden. That's what I liked about it too, is it's, if you don't, if you need something fast, that UV resin with the light, boom, done. You're not waiting three or four hours to have to sand or even longer overnight. Um, the dirty down, if anyone's interested in the dirty down, uh, link for that will be down below goblinshut.com promo code MCTV, all caps. We'll get you some money off that stuff. And Check them out. There's a new video coming for the Dirty Down stuff. Uh, The interviews with the guests are always enjoyable, and I try to support them whenever possible. I did purchase one of the Edgar kits that was offered. We sold one, at least. 
Uh, I think it was a steal at 80, which included shipping. Keep up the good work and promoting the hobby. Regards, Mike. Thank you, Mike. Uh, I got to get a hold of Dan and check to see how many Edgars he did sell. Because I, I wanted to buy one and it totally slipped my mind. All right. From Mike Zizek. Yeah, me again. <laughs> All of a sudden, I feel like a stalker monopolizing your time. Anyway, awesome new episode. I have, of course, some more unsolicited comments. Well, we do, we do solicit them, actually, when we say, please email the show. Uh, and suggestions. Number one, that what's in the bin segment was awesome. To see some of those kits and bases in person must have been incredible. I had no idea those David Fish's, Fisher, David Fish's, <laughs> David Fisher bases were so large and detailed. Now I'm pissed that I never got one. I knew Scott had some treasures, but wow. Thank you for showing them to us. Now it's time for you to show off some of your collection. And maybe I should. I don't want people to know what I got because then they try to murder you. Uh, number two, I'm attaching a pic of that sideshow print that you could send away for in 1996. Man, I should have sent away for that. I know. <laughs> Here it is. Let me get the uh, web window. There we go. This is the print you get. I'm attaching the pic of the sideshow print that you could send away for in 1996. It was at my school office for about 20 years before I retired. I'm glad I kept it. I have that kit, and I'm not sure I will ever attempt to build because of the warping, but it is a beauty. Dan Platt did a fantastic job. I'm sorry he quit sculpting, or I assume he did. He kind of moved on, I think, on to special effects work and stuff. So here's the print. Dude, that is a good print. <laughs> um, going back to this. Uh, I have a suggestion for a short segment. What is this good for? Question mark. I have needle caps from my diabetes meds that have a cool shape. I have no idea. I have no idea what to do with them, but I'm sure they could be used somewhere in model building. I just don't know what or where any suggestions. Maybe there's a good place. To, maybe there is a good place to ask that question. My first thought, let me pull those up too. My first thought would be some sort of, if you're a, and I don't think you are, but if you're like a war gamer, uh, and you need some sort of terrain and you're building buildings that have machine parts and, and towers and things, you could stick them on there, primer them on. You have like buildings. They could be power conductors or power converters coming out of the ground. More diorama kind of stuff for miniatures. Yeah, you could you could hook a uh, round conduit to the smaller ones maybe, like coming out of machinery, you know. Um, yeah. You know, there's a lot. You or can wrap do. them with wires too to make them look I like. I save stuff. I save stuff like that all the You time. have the, the Tropicana orange caps that you use. I have the Tropicana orange caps that someone was actually casting and selling on eBay. I still can't believe that. Uh, all right, number four. I don't know if cursing will get you demonetized on YouTube or not, but I know some channels beep out the offending words. I know that would add a lot of time to your editing, but perhaps that is an option as the views go up. Good thing I don't host a podcast because it would be a constant beep. Yeah, I thought about that. I have beeped out stuff before, but... The way with the way Scott swears, it's just too much added time. I'll rather just get demonetized. Make uh, me swear. <laughs> five. Uh, are you able to select the type of advertising that goes into the videos now? If so, can you select art supplies or is it all auto generated by YouTube? So this is one of those things I'm finding out. I don't think I get to pick that. I have not found a way to do that yet. I have finally figured out how to delete 
videos from inside the, the show so I can lessen or make them more and put them in and move them around. So there, as we figure this out, there will be less, I think, commercials during the show. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I think it bases on, I think they algorithms build up what you talk about and, and throw ads in there. That's my guess. Uh, if someone else knows differently, let me know. Six, you spend a lot of time talking styrene kits as well. I know you recently changed the name, but do you think calling it modeling and 3D printing podcast would get more viewers? It just seems like less and less time spent on garage kits because there are fewer and fewer garage kits being produced. Just thinking. Um, we'll see. We'll give it a year. Uh, but I, I still like it's always going to be a garage kit thing and just we'll throw other things in there. But maybe uh, I'm not sure when you go back to school, but enjoy the last bits of summer you have left and be well thank you for the moment uh the enjoyment you guys have given me and it has been a fun ride uh i'm back at school hating life <laughs> we'll leave it at that all right this one came this one i think is one of the coolest things i've seen in a long time on our show scott you ready for this did you look at this yet yep um holy crap here it is pulling it up now everybody check this out uh, this is from, uh, Ray LeGrant, Raymond LeGrant. Hi, Jason. Feel free to use any of this or none of this. I emailed you when you first started model club TV. I totally remember this about how light is portrayed on a model, which you referenced a build an amazing figure modeler of Blade Runner, Harrison Ford, which was painted to look as if it was lit from the side and which you dedicated to some time covering. You also mentioned a Godzilla build where the flames of the fire nearby were reflecting on the kit itself. I have always been fascinated with light and models and how they interact, which is why I custom lit nearly all of my builds. So I started thinking on a build where the, the creature, Alien, is made of light. The Alien was in the first episode of The Outer Limits back in 1963. The creature was composed entirely of blue lights, blue light per the episode. The effect used in filming of the creature was to film the person in a dark creature suit and then reverse the negative, making it seem the creature is composed entirely of light, entirely of light, for black and white television. I wanted to duplicate this effect in my build, but seeing the creature was cast in dark resin, I found it nearly impossible. This, I think, was one of the nicest things I've heard happen. Uh, I contacted Danny from Dimensional Designs, Danny Sirocco, who were, we're in the work. He's coming on, right, Scott? Working on it? What's that? Oh. You're not even listening. <laughs> No, I'm sorry. Right, we're working on Danny Sirocco, right? Yes. Okay. Danny's going to be um, after Jersey Fest. Okay. So. Uh, and asked him if he could cast the creature in clear resin. He could and did. After receiving the alien, I decided the creature could only be lit from the inside and did with some creative drilling and blue LED string. I don't understand why others don't use this effect for their builds of ghosts and haunted creatures, etc. Attached are the results of that build. Note, it was Phil Kupka, uh, who was a big Outer Limits fan, who got me in touch with Danny from Dimensional Designs. So I'd like to dedicate this build to him. I would never have called Danny without his encouragement. Let me know if you got this email. I got the email. So I'm, I'm, thank you, Raymond LeGrand, for sending this. This is awesome. Like, how flippin' cool is this? It looks like it's, like, Holy crap, dude. What do you think, Scott? I'm going to cycle through some. It is pretty here. cool. Yeah, it is pretty cool. It's 
The work he did lighting that thing is amazing. Especially, I wonder what color it was just white resin that it was cast in or what. It's probably, he said just clear. So I'm just assuming just clear, like just clear, clear. Mm -hmm. um, I wonder like if you did do it in like blue resin, like it might add to it, but I think it works perfectly the way it is. Um, yeah, I've never seen the episode, but it's cool looking. I think I, I've like seen like see this creature where people have painted it before, but man, Fantastic. Uh, well done, sir. I, I just. I, I'm speechless because it just. It, I love it. I like that you took the chance to even attempt to do it now, mm -hmm. like which makes it hard is it's solid. I'm sure clear solid resin. Like if you had a printer and tried to print this hollow, my problem is sometimes with hollow prints, you get the supports on the inside that leave marks. And they would show yeah. up. So I think this is the, the probably the best way to do that almost. Because you'd have to drill it anyway. Dude, dude this is just. And it, I don't think it would work. It, it works that it's in a dark background in room two. Like it wouldn't. But man, so cool. Looks, so looks cool. great. So cool. All right. So Chuck Homoka. And this is. um. Hmm. I'm trying to debate whether I want to do this or not, but I'm going to, I'm going to. So Chuck always sends us some like stuff from monsters in motion coming uh -huh. with like some stuff they got coming out. And someone in one of our comments, I think it was Robert truck said, Hey, be careful ordering from monsters in motion. They have a reputation of not getting you things. They do. And so about a year, I know for a fact a year ago, I pre-ordered a model kit and I ordered a creature from the Black Lagoon beach blanket. The beach blanket showed up in about two weeks. I am still waiting for that pre-ordered model kit from Monsters in Motion. So I called a few times. Every time it's coming, we got to talk. We come in. It's... So finally, it's been over a year that I pre-ordered this. I called a couple days ago and he did not seem too concerned that it had been not in my hands yet and said he would talk to the distributor and they would update the website with new information. Uh, that's what he said the last time, which was a month, two months ago that it was coming. The website did update to saying it's now September time, sometime shipping. But I'm mm -hmm. starting to get the feeling I'm not ever going to see this model kit. And then I said to him, and I'm looking at the gunhead. So if you want to know what I'm looking for, it's the, I think it's, I forget who's making it, but it's the gunhead mech. It's got two little figures with it. Um, gunhead spelled G-U-N-H-E-D, Japanese kit. And I saw those kits available at Wonderfest. People had them on their tables or in their shelves. So now I'm starting to get, think I'm getting the runaround. So Chuck, this is not, I'm not mad at you, but I am not showing any monsters in motion stuff until I get my kit. And I'm using for the first time in the history of this show as a platform to get my stuff done. If monsters in motion is watching, I want my gunhead model work with your distributor. Have they Please. charged your card yet for it? I don't. I have to go back and look. He said okay. I already paid for it, 
But when I looked on theirs, here's the other thing. When I looked on the ad, it said, we won't charge your card until it's actually shipped. But then he said I had paid for it already. And then, because he got my order number, and then it also looks like it's cheaper now than when I originally ordered it. Like 30%, like, like a lot cheaper. So I'm not trying to be a jerk. I just want to get this straightened out. And it, and it's, and you've been in this hobby as long as I have, maybe a little longer, but you've always heard horror stories of monsters in motion. And up until now, I never had a problem. Mm -hmm. It's like, you don't have a problem until you do. So everyone be careful because I got something really fast and now I'm waiting over a year for the other thing. Gotcha. I don't know what to do about it. I'm kind of anyway, our last email, and this is a strange one. Because it comes from Logan, Scuzzfink. <laughs> he wrote some poetry, it seems. And I think he's taking a shot at our word that got us in trouble. And I'm just going to read it. I'll let everyone else comment below. Or on, on the clubhouse, because I know he has his fan club over there. Well, I wouldn't call it a fan club. All right. Here we go. Some said with new issues of Universal Model Kits. Hold on. Should I read this as spelled and punctuated, or should I edit on the fly? No. Okay. Edit on the fly. Okay. <laughs> Some you said. Read it anyway, but go ahead. So, I know. Some said with new issues of Universal Model Kits by X Plus, it reminded them of those days being a kid. Back in the 60s. Yes, those halcyon days. When young Tommy was told to go to his room on Friday and Saturday, it was cocktail night with parents and friends. So locked in his room, he would listen to 45 and I'm doing a lot of editing on the fly. He would listen to <laughs> listen to his 45s of Beatles. Let it be. He built his precious model kits with toxic airplane cement and smelly enamel paint. Silly Tommy forgot to open his window. Eventually the fumes overtook him. His parents didn't care. Too much of their fun time. They're spelled wrong. Uh, the next day, his day, his sister opened the door to find Tommy passed out holding a Frankenstein foot. His sister said, Mom, Tommy is smelling glue again. Their mother, again, T-H-E-I-R is the correct there. Their mother said, boys will be boys, all while sipping her whiskey tea. One day, waving at his neighbor, Dr. Steve, he realized he sure looked a lot like him. Oh, the 60s, such a trip. That's Logan's poetry. Anyway, that's the show, everybody. Have a great model and movies coming up next, next episode. Some other videos showing up. Thank you, David Horvath. Scott, anything you want to add? No. No. Okay. Uh, the gallery is really short this episode. So we didn't get a lot sent in. We had a lot last time. So check out the gallery. I'm not sure if there'll be a blooper. Maybe. We'll see everybody next there time. should have been. About 45 minutes of it. <laughs> it was. So. Oh, dude, I wish I was recording your filter. Hey, flip your filter on real quick. Oh, yeah. Here's what locked us up. This is what locked us up for 45 minutes. <laughs> see if we can do it. Scott's computer, I think, started smoking and then took a shit and died. Oh, wait. Ooh, that might even be better, though. Hold on. Oh, no. Watch Scott screw around with filters and watch it screw.
Um, wait a minute. Uh oh, you can't find him now, can you? All right. Wait, I got it. Oh, here. Oh, there's his eyebrows. You see him pop up? <laughs> wait, do the Mark Worthling beard. I like how that grew in real quick. There it is. <laughs> wait, can you get rid of the eyebrows? I like the eyebrows. No, but can you get rid of the eyebrows and keep the mustache and beard? And the lipstick. I feel pretty. Oh, so pretty. I feel pretty All and right. witty and gay. Right. Blow everyone a kiss. And goodbye. I pity. Blow everyone a kiss goodbye, Scott. Wow.